especially with the storyline they were going I mean, with Captain Marvel, they could have made it where they were like, see, kid, this is why you don't yep. want to be me, and it's better to stay, stay in school and drink your milk. Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Oh, Welcome to the Films of Black and White, everybody. How are yes. you all feeling? It is a great Monday to be with you all. Yes. Um, we have a very, very special episode. We're very excited to get into it. We are going to talk about the season finale of Loki season two, and then we're going to mosey on our way into space to talk about the Marvels. I'm very excited about all that. Yes. Um, yes. I think it kind of, I think it, I think it goes without saying that for this particular episode, mm-hmm. be wary spoilers. So if these are things that you have not, if these are, <laughs> if these are things that you have not necessarily watched or taken the time to watch, um, then, you know, be wary. Cause we're going to get into some spoilers yep. right out of the gate. Yep. Roman has changed the name of his icon in here to say, Marcus, watch the Golden Bachelor. Oh, my God. I could probably tell you why you should watch the Golden Bachelor, because it's exclusively older women. I'm OK. Um, I mean, but yeah. that's, uh... I'm going to everybody. Everybody think they got me pegged down. Now I got to do some shit to, like, start flailing and just get out of a damn pigeonhole. Now I feel like I got to now I got to be extra. You feel the like opposite of Right. Is. People right. are boxing in. They're boxing in. Doug, Doug thought I was pulling some type of antic in the damn in the beginning. In the beginning, Roman me, Roman Meyer, I think he got me pinned down on a type of woman I like. I'm about to just start getting buck wild in this motherfucker. Just to start turning this shit up a bit. He's gonna be like, you know what we're talking about today? We're talking about the history of rattlesnakes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like just a cause never, chaos. I ain't never pigeonholed nobody in that damn nothing. So yeah. Welcome well, to the podcast, motherfuckers. <laughs> right, right, right out of the gate, right out of the going, gate. Well, let's, let's, keep, let's keep it with this energy. Uh, and so, Marcus J. Dustin, aka no. Sam Noel's Jackson. No. Uh, how are you feeling, sir? I'm good. We here. We got a jam packed episode. We're here to talk about the Marvels. Here to talk a little shit about WB along the way too, because I just picked up that last little bit of information on, mm-hmm. on Twitter or X. Um and then um nah man I'm just I'm just happy to be here. It was a long day but it was a good day. I was ready to get to it. You mean yeah this this episode is, is as thick as Monica Rambo is. This is just we got a lot of extra in there. I was waiting for that one. I had that one queued up. I was waiting for somebody to say something. Um and I'm excited we did it. I'm excited I did it. Uh Marcus, Douglas you and Duck I is a black woman. How dare you talk about her in that manner? That is yeah. a yep. woman, a talented woman. I believe How if we're gonna go ahead and dare keep, you. if we're gonna go ahead and keep receipts. I believe that I was in the latest local establishment, uh, 19 Brewing Company. Yeah, shout out we to were 19 remar- Brewing Company. We were, we were remarking about the thickness in there. My wife was present for that, <laughs> that conversation. Yeah, so Brittany, Brittany was <laughs> telling me, like, no, 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 she's got a nice butt. She's got a way better butt, and she looks cuter. Brittany's going to be my new wing woman. And then me wow. and Doug will read comic books together. 
that's okay. This is this was the joke. Brittany was like, "Bring me with if you're looking to get like yeah. your romance on." Yeah, like you know. And so Brittany would make a comment like, "No, no, no, she's cuter." And then I'd be like, "Well, it's Spider Man four fifty six. Did you know that he said like I just had to like react to like be like." Let's loop this all back together. Yeah. I don't want to be irrelevant. I don't yeah. want to be priced would, out of this. I got to offer something. No, yeah. Monica Rambeau is beautifully. Yeah, she is indeed. Yeah. She is indeed. Um, Brian Roush, a.k.a. president of the Kamala Khan fan club. How are you, sir? I'm feeling good to be here. Feeling good to be here. I, I also had a busy day, so very, very pumped to be here and talk about Things I enjoyed, and I've I've had so much energy that I've been spamming our group chat. So <laughs> apologies, please, Marcus and Doug. But like the whole day, I was like, I don't care. I'm just typing this into the void. I don't care. It just it needs to be. Brian out was there. all up in it today. Like he I was. was like, and one more thing, I have. He would be like, Hey, this book. There's a book quote from the book. It was crazy, and they'd be like, And this is what we should do in December. Like Brian <laughs> is just feeling. Brian was just feeling it today, and so I'm I was. very excited. I was like, I've been all over the place. I I've, I've had to do some like super serious stuff for work. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to pivot to something enjoyable. Hey, do y'all want to look at phase five and six uh, for the MCU on Wikipedia? Cause I do. And I then, <laughs> I then shared, I then shared that image with Marcus. He did. And he, did. He, did. Uh, he did. So thank you. Thank you for, for the love here, Roman. Yeah. I'm wearing a Mandalorian we're in a Mandalorian sport fleece, super pumped. I can talk about these things now, now that the strike is over, and I don't have to worry about giving it a genuine review. If, so. if we can just have a moment of silence for genuine review, that would be R.I.P. Just, just rest R. in R. peace. Pour one out for genuine review. Uh, so that's, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I thought we were taking a moment of silence. We're not. I was. He, just, he I was, did just talk right over the damn did. moment of silence. He did. Mm-hmm. He uh-huh. did that's how I feel about the he, moment of And silence. we recorded it. <laughs> we was... <laughs> He just gave, told us, give a moment of silence, and then proceeded to just talk over the whole thing. The moments of silence don't lend themselves to a audio format. Neither like, does half the pictures we show up here on this damn podcast, <laughs> but we do it anyway. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, uh, well, yeah, Brian, I get that. I also like how you have the type of clothing. It is a sport fleece. Like I just. You have that like down. Like if it, anybody was like, "Hey, what'd you get that?" Oh, do you mean of uh, uh, this Mandalorian sport feast <laughs> item number four six seven eight five on Amazon? <laughs> like you were like ready to give the recommendation. It, it's a sport hoodie. I should I should correct myself. It's That's a sport fine. hoodie. Uh, and Don't yeah, and I, I got great. nice. I got monkey holes. I like it for my thumb. I'm sorry. I got no. monkey holes, so my do thumb mean- goes through the the. There's a hole in the fabric. Towards my hands for my thumb to go through. It feels really cozy. What is that really for? What is the thumb? I mean, it keeps it, you know, keeps it down here by my by my hand. It also feels really cozy. I I I I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't bunch up. That it also doesn't bunch. I guess it's like a running thing. Is that like a like a or just in general? I mean, I think it's in general. Um, I mean, if I was lifting, I wouldn't have to worry about oh, being true. like, oh, no. You wouldn't. That's you true. wouldn't. Don't do that. But okay. Yeah. Learn something new today. Here we are. It's, that's fine. Here you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Well, Brian, I'm glad. I'm excited for your fleece. Uh, well, Doug, I need to get Doug for you. Des- I mean. <laughs> yep. I'm a Destin now. Doug C- call Doug him call him. I'm a Destin now. Doug <laughs> CTE Wagner. RTE Wagner. Yeah, uh, that stands for Real Tired Energy. Um, oh. I today just, you know, because there's B, Dick Energy. I just changed the first two letters because I'm tired. Um, it's RTE today. Uh, I, had a, I had a long 
day. Brian, did your sound go out when he's all you heard was yep. dick energy? Okay, yep, yeah, sure okay. did. Cool. Sure did. Awesome. I really hope that's didn't recorded. Hear, didn't yep. hear anything else. Yep. All it was, it was it went out and it stuttered, and then all you came back in and said dick energy. Good yep, word. nope. It was uh, it stood for B D E, but I had changed the first two letters. So because I've just had a long, kind of a tired afternoon. Um, had a lot of stuff happen at work today, and so. Okay. It was just, I was excited for this. You all were like, so we have this uh, routine at the Wagner house where when we all sit down to dinner, everybody goes around the table and says what they're thankful for. And you all were what I was thankful for this moment because I was like, man, I had a long day and I am thankful I get to do this later. So uh, it's a good day. We're thankful you're here. Had a, had a good weekend. Had a great weekend. Uh, got to get out with Marcus on Friday, and then nice. return to back to back days uh, with Marcus at Nineteen Brewing. So it was a lot of fun. It was shout a good out weekend. to Nineteen Brewing. Yeah, great shout out to job. everybody over there. Uh, congratulations on opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, awesome. New brewery in town in Vermilion, Brian. Very you know, nice. You know, talking about Very um, nice. owned by a couple of our friends, Ed mm-hmm. and, and Katie. Um, okay. and, and so, uh, really nice spot, really beautiful spot. You know, if you really want to go in and really kind of like me, not really into breweries or don't really know much about them. Usually I, I always go with either Doug and John little, uh, you know, my friend, John little is also oh, yeah. big on, um, who was on this podcast. I said that like, y'all didn't know he was on this podcast, but John is also like big in the breweries too. So it's nice for the reminder. It's nice I appreciate yeah, it. It's a good spot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Good. Is it the first tap room in Vermilion? Am I saying it is indeed? Yes. It is wow. indeed. It is the first and only history making. Wow. In, yeah, one for the record books. That's huge. Um, That's great, gentlemen. Uh, we have a jam-packed episode, so I do not want to delay any more than we have to. So let's go ahead and play a fun little game we like to call "Catch That Quotable." Catch that quotable. Silky sounds with Marcus J. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready for this week's quote? Ready. Hit me. Hit me. Ready. Hit me. Hit me. Um, he, just, he couldn't wait. Couldn't. Yep, I'm on my shit today. I'm on everybody's. I'm busted chops today. That's what's happening. Wow. I, I like how I wagged my finger at everybody. Yeah, like yeah, I'm busted no, chops. Yeah, I didn't like uh, it. Very, 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 yeah. It's real dick energy of you. I did not care for that. It is very dick energy. That's the hard uh, yeah. yep, yep. dick energy. That's crazy. <laughs> that feels that feels aggressive. All right, let's get after it. Uh, yeah, we had some great. We, oh, Christ. <laughs> no, thank you. We yeah. we 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 had some Nobody great times. Likes the worm. <laughs> and I just read the goddamn quote. You, you just gotta, you gotta like, gotta just, motivate, I have man. to like persevere. <laughs> like, I just can't be shaken. All right, here we go. We had some great times. Kids laughing, smiling, eating hot dogs, opening presents. You know the story, right? <clears throat> well, some of these little bastards start crawling over the characters. They get hurt. Couple of lawsuits later for mommy safety organizations. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We're out of business. Shut us right down. Oh, that's um Five, five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, okay. All okay. right. Okay. Do you okay. No, no, read? it's not. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the one with Nicolas Cage. The it's the fuck. I just Go watched on. this like two weeks ago. It's the it's the it's the one where he's. It's like Five Nights at Freddy's. It's based in a shutdown Chuck E. Cheese type thing. 
Can somebody, can I Google the title? I know exactly. Oh my God. Y'all kiss my ass. <laughs> this damn butterscotch soda. I'm you telling might, you, the it's been a butterscotch soda his way to hor- this. It's oh, a yeah. horror movie with Nicolas Cage and okay. he's horror in movie. a Chuck E. Cheese type of it's building. I think it was like on uh, Amazon. Fascinating. Like Paramount. Okay. But it was like, it was supposed to be like a scary movie or something like that. But I, I can't. I don't. I don't know. The huh. So just take that for what it's worth. Kiss my ass. Right. And let's start the call. <laughs> wow. Kiss, wow. Kiss I don't think that's the name of the. Kiss my the, ass. No, it's not. I, mean, I can I'm look gonna, up the name. Just pull it up. Just oh, look okay. it up, man. I just didn't know what it was. Um, you're out here like putting the whole segment on your back. Like I gotta just. Yeah. I can't look it up. You are a purist for the rules. Fuck it. Look it up. I don't care. What is the Willie's Willie's Wonderland? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Willie's Wonderland. Well, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it was on um something. It was on that run when he did like Pig, Willie's Wonderland, the mm-hmm. Ninja Two movie, and it was like three, four Nicolas Cage movies that came out at the same time. I wow. don't have a better guess, and I I, I don't either. You Marcus seem... implicitly. Yeah. So I'm not going to question it. I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. This is Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, you you seem really confident. I'm going to write it. Oh, yeah, let's write it. Yeah, I guess. Did oh, Mar- Marcus nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. This nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah, nailed it. 100%. Oh, it. Willie's Wonderland. Oh, awesome. Well, no, <laughs> we got Roman in the chat here calling butterscotch soda. That mean, I guess that means he got it. He got it. I guess the that's amount what that is means. there. Excellent. By the way, if there's any like soda makers out there that make butterscotch soda oh and want gosh. to sponsor this segment, I would gladly accept your money. Yeah, like I that. Will not. <laughs> I will. I will. I love accepting money. Yeah, but <laughs> Brian, Marcus, shut up. <laughs> if they're going to be money, very clear up. here, we, we are not we a monolith, okay? And you got it. Like, so what does it matter? You got it. Yeah, you that, did it. I you mean, nailed it, man. Money talks, bullshit walks. You got it, man. Like, proud, we're proud of you. Think of it this way for every butterscotch soda you have, you got a Willy Wonderland, okay? <laughs> that's, that's true. I don't like the way any of this sounds. A butterscotch <laughs> soda and a Willy Wonderland sound like some old man supposed to be pulling up in a white van and going to take me, kidnap me, and take me hostage. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what <laughs> I, I envisioned. Mean, that's that's the vibe I have. I mean, you I'm looking at a bitch. <laughs> looking this up on IMDb, and like it does look entertaining. Like I might, I might seek this out. What is it? I don't know. Is it, uh, what 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 is the streamer that it's on? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm only on IMDb. I don't know oh, yet. Um, yeah. All it says is 2020 is not over yet, kids. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly oh. what kind of movie this is going to be, <laughs> which is fine. It's totally fine. Wasn't um, there that other one he did that came out during the pandemic that was about like he, it was like about parents that are trying to kill their kids? Oh, yeah. I do remember the trailer for that one. I do not. It says I only missed on... an opportunity to have parents just don't understand behind that trailer. Oh, they really did. They yeah, really did. That... It's on... Marcus, it says it's on Hulu. Okay, excellent. That, that seems like that's which technically like means it's on Disney. So, shout out to Nick Cage for being in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> hey, cheers. You did it. You made it. Man. Yeah, we're proud yeah. of you. you did um, it, he did it. He did it. Uh, gentlemen, thank you all. That was a great uh rendition of Catch That Quotable. We are just rocketing through I, all I'm the happy, way on. I'm... I'm happy I could be here. I did not contribute a single. No, word. I didn't. I'm other happy than I could be here, other than make Marcus feel guilty for not knowing the name of an obscure movie right away. That is all I can. Man, none of us knew, by the way. That's the part that's killing me. It's yeah. like, yeah, fuck you, Marcus. You don't know the name of that shit. We've Marcus never actually one, heard of this movie. Marcus is actually the one like doing the homework, watching the movie, right? and like, Oh, fuck this guy. He can't even remember the name. Fucking like, dweeb. 
Okay, think about it right here on the spot. Um, <laughs> so disgusting. It's I really sound gross. really upsetting. Um, that's also become like my default. Like anytime I have to talk about somebody who's gross, it's usually okay. like, oh yeah, uh, it's just like defaults to that voice. <laughs> it that's sounds right, like a right big right mouth away. voice. Like it sounds it like a voice that would be home to like Nick like, Kroll and that, John like, Lee. Over over exaggerated yeah. nasty man voice. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, Brian, I want to play a game with you real quick. Please. I'm going to put up a pull up a picture, Brian. Oh, you I, have to tell me. Should I sit who, this out? Yeah, you sit this out. Okay. I'll sit you out. have to tell me who Doug called this person. Okay. Oh, God. All right. You have to tell me who Doug called this person. It could be now or it could be later. <laughs> you just have to tell me. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. I feel yeah. like I'm in the middle okay. of a shooting it's, war. It's, a, yeah, it's, in correlation, it's in correlation to the Marvel. This movie. feels like escalation. Okay. This okay. feels like bringing a gun Here's to a, a picture. fight. Oh fuck! <laughs> I know this. Uh, yeah, this is good. Like who? Who, who did I that call that actor? Is no, no, no. Who, no, no, who no. does that person just? Who, who did I say that looked like? <laughs> who does it look like? Yeah, All right, this I'm is looking a at a picture of the movie. So Mars. I'm looking at a picture of the person in the Marvels when they go to the singing planet, and he yeah. has the bells, and he's <laughs> like introducing the Marvels. Uh. I, I don't I don't know this character's yeah. name. We can answer it now. We can answer it later when we're talking about. I can, Ryan, I can give you a hint. I thought it looked like a very famous sports figure. Yeah. Did you think it was Derek Jeter? Oh fuck. no! But that's a better guess than I said. <laughs> but no, does this go back to In the Heights? Is yeah, this it's, a so, it's a little In the Heights. It, it, uh, it is a little In the Heights. We did make that joke in this movie too, by the way. We did. Oh, I thought that that looked like Patrick Doug. Mahomes. Doug. Um. Doug said. Doug said that that person looked like Patrick, Patrick. Mahomes. Uh huh. I mean. <laughs> uh huh. No. And I caught him where I mean... it looks like he's throwing a football. So I don't know. He, I mean, in the in the picture you're showing me, it does yep. look like he's yeah. ready to throw something, yeah. or he did throw something. I mean, Patrick I don't see Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes out of a football helmet a lot, though. So I, I don't know. I mean, okay. He also sounds like Kermit the Frog. He does sound like Kermit the Frog. I love the kitchen. Was, I love we the had, kitchen. We had we had three hold downs. I can't believe Taylor Swift was there. in the stands. Yep, and and Travis is a Travis out there running the hustle as best he can. Yeah, he That's is great. <laughs> he had got tackled, and I told him he just got to shake it off. <laughs> okay, this this movie this movie viewing that we had at the theater was fucking unhinged. Like we wow. we were wow. on another level. There were two true. things that happened during this theater during this experience well, that I thought this is the day. This is the day we we're gonna kick you out. out. Yep. The first, sorry, three things. Oh the God! First it was was when, the first thing was when I said that that man looked like Patrick Mahomes. I started crying, laughing. That was crazy. The second was it was four things. Okay, see now that we all pull it, it out, there was a lot. It was four. So the second thing that I want to talk about is we're watching the movie, <laughs> and it sounded like somebody behind us. <laughs> Like, in the town had a dog or was what? <laughs> it was like, like during the most sentimental part of the damn oh movie. no it no like a, it sounded like a dog eating a popsicle oh. like it was 
fucking worst. And Marcus, and Marcus was like, "What the fuck?" Like he was, he was like ready to like look around and be like, "Who's got the dog?" Like were they, he was. Were like, they licking ready. the fingers? Were it was they licking so, the fingers? Bro, I don't know what they were Lunch licking. Crunch. I don't know what they. I'm almost afraid to look back. It just was literal like quiet, and all you heard. Was... <laughs> <laughs> then it happened oh, again. Right after that, uh-huh. it happened right after that. As they cut into the mid credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> they cut into the mid credit scene, and all you hear behind us is. <sighs> he was like, "What? Like the somebody f- fell asleep and was snoring Amazing. and snored right when there was a quiet oh moment." My God. Cool. That was three. Wow. Yeah. What oh, was four was me saying Ian Short. <laughs> four was what? Four was me reading the names at the credits. Oh yeah, you were reading. Oh, you're reading the names of the credits. It's not so no, bad. No, it's not. It isn't. Like it was like he read the name. <laughs> he like read the the like I don't even know. It's like an executive producer's name, and he goes, "Huh, probably Jewish." Like, it was like what the <laughs> fuck? No, that's not what I said. I said the dude's name was like Ben Schwartzman. I said, "Oh, he's probably Jewish." That was the way I said it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way he said it. Yeah. And then I said I would pay uh, at least ten dollars to watch Marcus read a name from the credit reel and then guess what yeah. <laughs> guess oh, what the ethnicity was. That is a losing game. That yeah. is a losing game. No, no, no. Game. We all win. We yeah. we all win. No, no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, since that we've already kind of talked about it, we're already sort of in this space. Gentlemen, let's just pivot on over to the Marvels. Let's, let's talk do about it. the Marvels. So um, really quick again, we're going to get into some spoilers with this one, particularly yeah. when we get around the Ed credit scene, um, mid credit scene, um, but as well as some other things that go on during this movie. Uh, Marcus, care to give us a barbershop summary oh, for this God. movie? Yeah. So uh, basically what had happened was this movie picks up um, funny enough, years after the, the first original Captain Marvel movie, um, it is essentially a sequel to the Captain Marvel movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you have here is Monica Rambeau is working with Nick Fury in outer space as she's like learning to use her powers and she's able to do different things. And, you know, since we've left her off at WandaVision, she gained some after walking through a hex circle sphere thing um and gain superpowers um and so essentially monica rambo is working with is working for saber but with the new shield i guess as they build this new out of space uh, space station that they've been kind of hinting at this whole time um you have okay i always mess up her name and always call her the damn vice president of the united states Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan is is still a big fan of the Avengers, still a big fan Mm -hmm. of Carol. She's being a teenager with superpowers and is kind of figuring this thing out. And then you also have Carol Danvers, who is also being called the Annihilator, who is also called Captain Marvel, um, who is like in the world, in space, trying to figure this shit out and also trying to be in the middle of like um, the Kree treaties and all these other things. You have a bad villain who is very beautiful, but the bad villain's name is slipping. Darben. Darben. Darben is kind of forgettable. Not the actress, but the character. Um, Darben. Darben is basically the the Punisher with a hammer. What was his name? The Enforcer? Ronan. Ronan Ronan, Ronan, the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser has a hammer. Ronan the Accuser. New Ronan the Accuser wants to get everything back on the planet. So basically what's happening is um, Darben is going to steal... Um, different pieces from different planets that the Annihilator has been associated with um, mm-hmm. to bring back her world, uh, their world planet, right? And so they they were out of water. Um, they were out of a sun. They didn't have a sun. And then they mm-hmm. also needed... Ooh, air. Air. Was it air? 
Yeah, it was oh, air, damn. water, and the sun. Oh, yeah. that's what they yeah. took from the first one. Got it. Um, yeah. Thank you. So they go and they're going to take it from these different planets, right? And so they have to do, the team ends up, they mess with this jump port. And this jump port um, where they travel through through space, it was messed up. There was some type of interaction with it. And it messed with all of the three Marvel's abilities to um, that have their light infraction ability. So anytime they use that, they end up swapping places and they have to learn how to figure out how to work things out, how to work as a team. Um, yep. You have the young Kamala Khan. They all have to work through things of like Carol has not seen Monica Rambeau in years since she disappeared and since she blipped because she was the annihilator and didn't want to face Monica Rambeau. Monica Ram- Rambeau blipped away lost her mom. It was a lot of shit that happened there. So she couldn't face Carol. And then you have this young uh, Kamala Khan who is like just trying to learn how to be a hero and be like essentially the glue to this entire team as they figure out how to work together. Um, and so they spend the entire movie trying to beat Darbin um, and they try to stop her from getting all the resources while they try to figure each other out. Samuel Jackson is also in this. There's a lot of cats. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> sabers and a whole lot of other things like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he nailed it's it. a lot. Yep. Yeah, a that, lot. Was, that was a lot. Yeah, that was well done. And all jammed into a hour and 50 minute yeah. run. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, well done. Well done. Um, let's go over the cast uh, just so we kind of do a little bit of a refresh. I'll point out that a lot of these folks we have seen before um, mm-hmm. with minus one or two. So Brie Larson, Carol Danvers, yeah, Tanoa uh, Paris, Monica Rambeau. Yep. Aman Vellani, Kamala Khan. Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury. Zawe Ashton plays Dar Ben. Yep. Park. So June plays Prince Han as Sue June Park. What the fuck? Um, and then, sorry, I hate it when they're like, they're playing a character. Oh, this person. but is, as so and so, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, is, is Park So June, is he like from BTS? Is that why he's the big deal that he was in this? Oh, I don't I know. Zero idea. I don't. Okay, I'm going to do some digging on that in a minute. Um, then, then we also have Zenubia Shroff plays Muniba Khan. Mohan Kapur plays Yusuf Khan. And Sagar, Sag, Sagar Shaki plays Amir Khan, um, Kamala's brother. So that's what we got. That's pretty much the cast. Um, gentlemen, thoughts overall on the Marvels? So he's off. Oh, go ahead. Park So Jun is he's a South Korean actor, best yeah. known for his star roles in the television series Kill Me. So and oh, okay. he was in Parasite also yeah. as well. I just realized he was in oh, Parasite. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure why, but uh, anyway, thank you for doing the digging on that one. Um, gentlemen, thoughts on the Marvels, Brian. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump in. I mean, this this felt very fresh to me. This this was fun. This was. Mm -hmm. I laughed a lot. I I laughed more than I expected, and I enjoyed it way more than I expected. And I think as a whole, it was like one of the more comic book comic book movies I've seen. Like even from Marvel recently, Mm -hmm. I just. I just had a smile on my face for most of the movie, and the movie is not. I'm not gonna say it's perfect by any means, but it is enjoyable. Like it is a hundred over a hundred enjoyable. You, you will go into this and you will enjoy it and you will walk out and, and you're going to be on a high, especially with that mid credit scene. At least I was, I really enjoyed it from like a bird's eye bird's eye view. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. This is this. I agree with that assessment. I was thinking about it today. I was like, this is really like there, especially because like, if you've read 
the comic book story higher, further, faster. Like if you've read right. what that line is from, the whole thing about the planet dying and that it's poison and it's basically killing right. off the folks, but no united federation of planets is coming to save them. They've basically abandoned them. Like yep. they basically like skimmed over that and like, no, we're just gonna borrow that and use it for this story. And I thought Dang. that that was kind of like a unique unique way to take it. We'll come back to it, but that was a bold choice to show such an mm -hmm. important, like, cosmic plot point in a flashback. So, bold choice. Oh, we'll come back huge, to that, though. Huge, huge plot point <laughs> in a very, like, quick, like, little trick-or-treat moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marcus? What about you, Marcus? I mean, I thought it was... I, I think this movie has done really well. I could... You know, you got to kind of get past the hate, the original hate it's already going to get because it's women and women of color oh as my primary leads, which is idiotic, right? But, you know, this is mm -hmm. something that you kind of have to anticipate. Yeah. But I, if you can get past the losers who fucking hate it just strictly because of that, it, it is a really good movie. And I think it fixes all of the things that we have had original yep. issues with in the past with other Marvel projects. So I just want to start there by just saying everything that we asked them to do they did it in this movie and it wasn't 100%. afraid to be a comic book movie. It it was comic booky all the way through mm -hmm. and yeah. I didn't have any issues with it. They didn't explain a jump port. Um, it was, I had to yeah. lean over to Doug and be like, have they used this before? And Doug was like, yeah, guardians of the galaxy. And I was like, Oh, there it is. And so like, Yo. it just, it allowed itself to be a fun comic book movie. And the other thing I really, really enjoyed that I want to make sure I hit on it. It, it didn't live in these tropey tropes forever. It right. kind of, addressed the thing and then quickly addressed it and it moved the fuck on really quickly. So I liked, cause I thought they were going to mm -hmm. just bask in that fucking Monica Rambeau and aunt Carol debacle, the right. entire movie or the fan girl that is um, Kamala Khan right. the entire fucking time. And that was going to be very annoying to me, but I think they did women characters justice um, by not basking on this. Uh, Brian, I was going to actually did it pass the, um, the what's the test? Bechtel test. The Bechtel test. Did it, did it pass the Bechtel yeah, test? We, we had two women. I mean, it passed it in the first fifteen minutes. I'm pretty sure two women mm -hmm. were talking not about men or shopping. Yep. So, yep. I mean, they were talking yep. about saving an entire intergalactic species, mm -hmm. um, and talking about how far the Kree had colonized. You know, so yeah, it passes I, the Bechtel test. I think, and and I, think I don't think at any point they don't talk about relationships or anything like that the entire time outside of with their families. And with sure your I was going to say. I was going to say, I think this whole movie, there might be a moment where two of them are talking about Nick Fury, but that's yeah. maybe it. And for and in that case, it advances the plot to another point. So it kind of needs kind of needs to. So. That's a good point, because the, the villain is a woman. So they don't yes. even, you don't you get to pass that on its own, too. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I actually I didn't even think about that. That's a great question, Marcus. And honestly, one of the things. One of the things that stood out to me about this movie was I actually felt, and this is going to sound so dumb, but I actually felt like I was watching like more human, more humanized, like Marvel characters, mm. which was just, it was really refreshing. And we got, we get that in some of the movies. I feel like the Avengers movies do a decent job of being like, mm -hmm. yeah, like these people are kind of messed up. Like the first Avengers, I think does that really well. Um, and it leans into both what makes them great and what makes them not so great. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. We'll talk about Loki. I feel like Loki is, is a different, is a different circumstance, oh, yeah. but Absolutely. at least in the movies, I feel like they really just hit, like, I don't know if I've seen an MCU character apologize or, or have multiple MCU characters apologize to each other in one movie. 
like even when Cap and Iron Man reconcile things in Endgame, Tony doesn't actually say like, hey, sorry, I almost like beat the crap out of you, Cap. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my bad. Like he's like, anyway, resentment's bad. Let's go. Let's go. Time jump. You know, like it's, they it's, never it's, actually resolve it. It's such a hyper masculine approach to people yes. apologizing. It's mm-hmm. such like a I'm going to say I'm sorry with a head nod and like a right. like a little punch on like, the shoulder. Like it's that's it. Doug, I'm told not to stay mad at people like you. All right. Let's go kick some butt. You know, yeah. like it's it like these pe- these people in the movie were like, hey, that thing was bad. I'm sorry. And they're like, you know what? It was bad, but we're going to move on. Like, I just enjoyed that. It was just a very human way to do that. And it kind of sure. it kind of reminds me a little bit of like, I know some people talk about how Captain Marvel and Superman, like they have some of these similar tropes. But I was like, I'm kind of getting a shade of Superman here. of just like, I have all these powers, but like, what does that actually mean? And how does this actually make me human? And I, I and I I enjoyed that. I thought it brought a lot of good humanity to those characters. That was a comment Marcus said. It's like, is I'm it really? I am sick and tired of people saying that Superman is too powerful. And that was when she flew into the sun. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I to be honest, I, I thought of Doug first because that was the last um yeah. kind of conversation that we had about Superman. Was like he just seems too powerful and it's not realistic, which I understand yeah. and I get that. But that's part of why Superman is Superman, right? And that's part right. of why Carol is Carol is like, 100%. she was the one that came in and whooped Thanos' ass and he didn't flinch and had to call, you know, all, right. all fire, fire everything on her. She's the one that went and saved Tony Stark. The saving grace doesn't seem to have any type of quote unquote kryptonite outside of right. whatever may be emotional feelings or whatever memories were took from her, which I kind of have beef with. Right. I kind of have beef with that a little bit, a little Mm -hmm. bit as we transition from movie to movie. And it's like a minor thing of like a lot of time has passed between her movie and this. Mm -hmm. And she's been popped up and she's popped up in a lot of different things. But um, I like that they fix whatever tropes or whatever was happening with her in the first one. Brie Larson looked like she's actually excited Mm -hmm. to play um, Miss Marvel this time around and, and, and played it with a completely different tone. She wasn't this stick in the mud soldier that she right. was in the first. Now she is Auntie Carol, and you felt that the entire time, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how they move forward with her if if that is the plan to like have her lead the Avengers or if they follow Infinity War or I mean if they follow a uh, Secret Wars or whatever direction yeah. they decide to go. Mm. But that was the one thing that I really enjoyed was like she switched up on this and and. Yeah, Superman, they always do that shit where he's so powerful, he's so powerful, it's unrealistic. She flew into the sun and reignited a damn yeah. sun. Like, come and on. And it y'all. was it was a minor plot device in that it was entire like, at movie. The very end. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, is she gonna have trouble doing it? She might die doing it. No, she just went into the sun and the did bull, it. And the, go ahead, Doug. I was gonna say, like, that's like she was just like in and out. Like it was a little like yeah. trick or treat, like Real I'm done. Good. Like and they made it like such a big deal of like, especially because Monica was like, it could kill you. And it yeah. was like nope. And so <laughs> yeah, I I yeah, it I, I I do think her kryptonite is inevitably going to be the like emotional and the commitments and like almost to the other side of it is like what I appreciate is is that unless you are a deep Superman comic fan like Marcus is, and you're aware of like that, it's hard for him to hold back. You know, he wants to go all out, but knows that he can't. I think where 
Miss Marvel, I think where Captain Marvel's like weaknesses is, is that she goes all out and then has this like level of guilt and remorse after that makes her then retract and shy away from those leadership type moments. So um, I do think that that's type of like the end side of it. So, I mean, and I think the other part of it, too, is like the, the reason that I like Carol as a comic book character, but also what they've made like in the movie and i see you roman and we'll talk about superman flying into the sun mm-hmm. is we'll that is that carol they, the way they've painted carol is essentially she is she she is incredibly powerful but she i'm not like she she thinks with her fists and mm-hmm. and yep. that is what makes her so relatable because i can absolutely see this logic point of like the <laughs> the you know the the artificial intelligence like the grand uh-huh. supreme intelligence here like yep. is the one that caused all my problems i should just go destroy the supreme intelligence without any idea of consequences of uh-huh. what that would do to an entire people and i love that for carol yep. i love yep. that for carol of being like oh i can shoot lasers out of my fists that's just gonna get dusted like and just not uh-huh. think about it and then have all this time afterward being like I made a planet oh, accidentally was, go into civil war and I'm responsible for that. It was that's connected to, it was connected to everything. Well, even, like, the, even, even I like the way that they showed Carol as she went to go do that, because from the perspective yeah. of the, of, of uh, the new the Roman, the good Lord, Darben, Darben. The, the, the Cree. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Even from from the perspective, perspective of the Cree, you're good of, of the Cree. She did look like a villain. You have this you have this yeah. all-powerful motherfucker with glowing eyes and a helmet walking yep. in your like in your central station of your planet and fucking blowing up your shit and being like ta-da or not not even saying anything, just <laughs> flying the fuck away. You're welcome. Like, I saved you all, I'll see ya. Like you have to think of the the uh, the perspective of everybody's an annihilator to somebody else. You know what I mean? It, like you come and you blow somebody else's shit up and every a hero to somebody is a villain to somebody else. You know well, what I mean? It's, that, it's 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 kind of a unique take on the whole like the first incredible storyline. Like, do you remember when the guy who was trying to kill himself yes. yeah. sued yes. Mr. Incredible? He's like, I didn't ask to be saved. Now I have, nope. all, these, have all these medical bills yep. and I never asked you to do that. And no yeah. one told you that was your responsibility. They kind of took that and went, mm, there could be kind of a cool, mm-hmm. cool idea here. And they're right. Like, that's a cool concept of like, what do you do when nobody asked? That's very that's the other half of civil war, right? Like that's the civil exactly. war. That's the civil war on the pages that we didn't get in the screen. It's like civil war well, on the comic book pages is oh, no man. one asked you all to be <laughs> responsible for this. And now our schools are getting blown up because you right. perceive a threat and you're actually making us more at risk of danger because you don't know how to decide. Like, and yep. it schisms everybody, but like um, that was the other half of it. So it's a cool concept. Well, and and like the idea too that I'm shocked that like Kamala or Monica didn't talk about this, but like halfway through the movie when Carol's like they went into civil war and they tore their planet apart from resource to resource, and I, and like if I was with Carol, I'd been like, hold up, Carol, like I get it, you you feel bad, but um, you're telling me an entire planet couldn't work out themselves to not go into civil war just because their fancy computer got blown up you that's you cause that you didn't cause a civil war that's that's the Cree people they mm-hmm. could have figured out a different way mm-hmm. not everything's your fault and i felt like they were going to address a theme of like you can't fix everything carol like you can't you can't mm-hmm. do it all they, they didn't go there but it was kind of layered under there to me 
and there's i was shocked that they didn't like even address like no carol like they, the kree are like idiots they're idiotic zealots that started their own civil war and stripped their own planet of resources you didn't do that but we did but obviously she still feels responsible for starting a domino effect so yeah i thought that was interesting marcus what's your beef like you said that you kind of had some beef with the way in which like I think it was like either how Carol was acting or just there was some portrayal in the movie that like kind of rubbed you the wrong way. What was, tell me more. I think, uh, well, I think it's not necessarily the way Carol was acting. I think it's my beef between movies one and two. So, sure. so much, so much time passes. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I had to lean over and the whole AI thing with Miss. Mar- so I'm, I've been on this podcast and I've been it before. I'm not a fan of the Miss Marvel movie. Not at all. Yeah, the original the Captain the- first movie. The, the Captain, Captain Marvel. I mean, Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Good Lord. You're good. No, you're the fine. Captain Marvel movie. Not. I was not a fan of the portrayal of it. I wasn't a fan of any of it, of, of Brie Larson's acting in it, even Jude Law being in the damn movie. Like, none of that mattered to me. Like, I didn't give a damn. I just, it was nothing magnetizing for me to rewatch that movie ever, right? So half the time when they're re-showing what happened in the first film of, right. you know, Carol trying to get her memories back, which they then go and make a secondary point uh-huh. That they, they hit on just a little bit when they kind of go back and they're like, well, but let's put on these things and it'll help oh. us see what you saw. And then they do it temporarily where the memories of Monica's mom comes back yep. and, Mon- and the conversation mm-hmm. with Monica's mom as well. And then they don't go back to that whole I've lost yeah. my memories component, which I feel like is a major thing that if we've now had two movies where Brie Larson's Captain Marvel is the spotlight and we not maybe have not fully they dove into the effects of that if that makes mm. sense like she come mm. in and she was head thanos came in <laughs> you were the hero you know you didn't flinch when thor pulled the axe and you the badass of the group and all this other shit but you got a lot of shit that you haven't even talked about yet and my next question is like when are we going to do that you know what i mean like i don't mm. I, when does that happen next so my beef is the amount of time that has happened between that movie and this one and i forgot everything that happened in the original i leaned over to doug and was like who the fuck was the AI face thing that she destroyed. Like I didn't remember any of that. Yes, I mean it. I and I know, and we've talked about this before. I I enjoyed the Captain Marvel movie a lot. I've rewatched it on a lot of occasions, and I I was surprised in this movie they kind of did like a jumbled recap of her story, and yeah. then focused so much on Kamala's like origin. I was I, I thought that was an interesting story direction to go because mm-hmm. it. I I I don't know. I don't know where people put Captain Marvel. Like I know how Marcus feels. I know how I feel, but mm. I don't know where it is in like the majority of the Marvel fandom. Um mm. and like even to me, Carol has some memories, but she doesn't have all of them, but right. it's not really entirely clear. And she's still trying to remember everything. Right. Yeah. I I I think there are moments where I really appreciate it. I think I think there are moments. I think there are moments where Brie Larson shines in this movie, and I think oh, that there are moments where Brie Larson, her lines come up come off flat. Oh, like yeah. there was a there was a really emotional moment between her and Monica on the ship, and I was like, "Ooh, that is not the tone that that should be. That line should have been <laughs> there's, delivered." There's in. two of them, and then there's but then you take that moment where she's on the singing planet. And yep. like right. does outstanding. So I think it's Giants. it all comes in waves. I think from where I've seen things like from where I've seen like you can't really look at 
a social media as the bar- barometer no. for like the reception no. because again there's so much other shit that you have to wade through but yeah that'd be kind of curious to see where where captain marvel one falls in all of this because it's just so hard to place I, um i want to i want to make sure that we kind of talk a little bit about like the rest of it because there yeah, was a lot it. in here mm-hmm. to like unpack and so not to like keep us moving no, but it's good um There was a lot of other pieces of this where we kind of got our first glimpse at another. The the thing with this Marvel, with this in particular, this storyline is it's going along, it's going along and it's going along. And then like right around that final fight scene and that final resolution of the conflict for this movie, which is a portal to another dimension has been opened up. We kind of get to get our first glimpse and it's really, really. Are we jumping right there? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not jumping right there. Okay. What I'm jumping is to the moment where we lose sort of like the redeeming arc for Monica at the end, where okay. she becomes Talk a Monica, higher yeah. elevated, mo- mo- like a, a higher elevated version of Spectrum or whatever you want to yeah. call her. Like, yeah. um, and she has to go resolve that portal that opens up. Did yes. you all get the sense or did it land for you all at first or did it take some reflecting that that was another version of Earth? Or was it so like trick or treat, like really quick that it, it you could have blinked and you missed it? Super trick or treat. I think the color threw me off. It, you know, with me, you got to paint the picture kind of it was like an orangey background to me. I like thought reddish like, hue. Yeah, the reddish hue felt like kind of Thanos. And I was like, oh, is that a different planet? Yeah. Because at first, that same. I think what throws me off is, and it might be my ADHD here a little bit. The jump ports are in a certain shape of the hexagon, right? Yes, they are. And then that was also in the same shape as the hexagon. So I'm like, okay, the jump ports, are they interconnected through realities? Or was that just a moment where it to show us where the multiverse splits? And you know what I mean? Because it resembled the same thing and it kind of threw me off. So no, I didn't know it at first. Throughout the movie, so I have to give credit to my wonderful wife, Maggie, for this. Maggie so throughout Maggie Roush. Maggie Roush. So throughout the entire movie, they're basically saying these jump ports are like rips in time and space. And oh, that they're basically that. removing time and space so you can quickly go from like the sun to earth, right? Like you're just uh-huh. taking a, a walk. Quick question. Um, yeah. Does the, who established those jump ports? So Is that something built or was that something that was already there in no, the this... movie? They're saying that they were purposely built, I believe, by the folks who had these these quantum bangles. Oh, got it. OK. Is that what your reading was, Doug? The quantum bangles are what opens up portals to for folks to. If if we're to take what Monica says as this is like confusing. capital T truth yeah. and again, this is this is confusing. So I'm glad we're yeah. talking about this like. Those bangles are designed to open up rifts in space time so you can be a multiversal traveler. Okay. So you can rip oh. open the fabric of, fabric of space time and go somewhere else. Now, Dar Ben uses those to say, I don't want those to be used just in my, I want those just in my universe so I can reap the, like take these planets resources to restore in a very spaceballs esque moment to like restore my planet to its previous glory. But if I'm to believe what Monica said is if they are, if they are pushed to the limit, they have the ability to rip and punch holes in space time. So someone could go through to two different universes. So, okay. 
Oof. Real quick though, I'm so I think par- I I need to watch the movie again, and I I would yeah. I would do that. It's hard. I, I wanted to rewatch it as soon as it was over. Like I, same. I'm like mad. Mm-hmm. I'm a little mad. It's not on Disney Plus right now. Um, motherfuckers. Because I'll pay forty dollars for that. Right. Because I feel like there's a throwaway line that the Cree mm-hmm. Empire set up the network, like that they set up the jump points. I need to double check this. Feel free for like if, if you're listening to this in your car, like please yell at me or message, DM, whatever, comment. Don't yell at Brian. Facebook I'll beat ass. your asses. Exactly. I will also beat your ass. I'll beat your ass if you uh, yell at Brian. <laughs> y- y'all are nice. And basically, they make this passing comments like, "Oh, well, they built the network, and then the mm. the they built the network to jump, but then the bangles are like specifically for multiversal travel, but you have to use them the right way." So, yep. and yep. I'm also also mm. like my comic book knowledge is also like piercing this because I remember the Shi'ar Empire in the comic books they have a whole thing of like, well, we built the hyperspace network. And that was like, yep. maybe, maybe that was for one comic book, but that's, that's what's no, I, Brian, I, Brian, I think, Brian, Brian, I think you're onto something like, I, again, I, Monica says this thing at the beginning when she opens up the first, when they go to the place right. where the scrolls are, that refuge place, Monica says like, she keeps punching these jump ports to other parts and it's making everything so unstable. Right. And then, then at the very end, she punches one through to sort of get back at Earth. And she was like, she punched it through. Yep. And it went too far and, and it went it. straight through, ripped through space time. Yep. Now, yep. to get back to that point, Marcus, where you were like, oh man, it's red and it looks really, oh, really yeah. kind of eerie. I got this image of the two universes from Secret Wars. Oh, this image in particular. Okay. That ingrained in my dna um or yeah, as showing it, us a comic book um a, a comic book panel a comic book panel from secret wars from where the, the two universes look and have this reddish hue when they are that close to one another so mm-hmm. i know that that wasn't done like on accident but like that was where i went like it was a really trick-or-treat like that's another that's another universe and they were like oh, okay cool let's close it like and then they just moved on until so, she was locked on the other side. So, well, so it was just red for the split in space. So it also looked like that for Doctor Strange too. Is that? I would assume. I don't. I don't know if it. If I would go that far, I don't know if that was. Oh, I don't I'm know the way. Even more. Yeah. The way going. I interpreted it, what after the events of the movie, and we'll talk about the mid credit scene, obviously. But like the way I interpreted it was that it was a planet, and then afterwards I was like, oh, that was just a different universe yeah um i didn't i didn't interpret it necessarily as earth um i think doug made a great pull from the 2015 series secret wars like Mm -hmm. i don't know what issue that was but also like the this the 2015 run of secret wars is really entertaining definitely check it out read um like and that does look very similar like the the incursion type the incursion type visual that's happening um Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's how I interpreted it. Maggie immediately knew it was an alternate universe. I did not. I did not know until the mid credits. But Ma- like when it happened, Maggie was like, "Alternate universe," and I was like, "Okay." And then, like, well, I, well, yeah, Doug I mean, did the same thing, right? Well, Doug, he didn't say all. Why, well, he must have known it was an alternate universe. I was still trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. But same, he said that Monica was going to fly into the other side and she won't be able to come back. And I said, "No, that that doesn't make any sense," because. 
one, to me, it didn't seem like Monica was that character in this movie to send to the other side. But right. I guess you can't send Captain Marvel and Kamala Khan is way too young, right? So oh, yeah. if anybody would I, be able to establish their own shit, I guess it would make sense for it to be Monica mm-hmm. Rambeau as a soft introduction to um Well the connective the, I mean I agree that the connective tissue needed to be there. I do think that a critique I have of this movie is Monica Rambeau feels very like party to the events of what's going on in the movie. Like she's there, she's participating, but she's not the main driver because it's either Kamala Khan or it's Captain Marvel. Those two people are pushing the story and she's just kind of like along for the ride. So I do feel like it's, it's an odd choice to say, no, 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 no. She's the one who lays down the sacrifice because given the positioning, I was like, like, I, I just thought it was weird. Like, it was just weird. I'm fine oh, with really? it. it was, I kind of was just like, it was odd to be like, she's the one to lay it down. But I agree looking at like the, you needed a redemption story for Captain Marvel. Like you yeah. needed her to go back to the sun and say like, right. No, I lost my friend. And I do think that the payoff, the emotional payoff of like, now I'm the one waiting for her to get back. Yes. I do think that those like emotional payoff moments were there. And obviously you need, Kamala Khan for reasons we'll get into here shortly. Oh my god, need her. Um, but I just I was I do think that there's something to be question. said for that. I have a I have a I have a question. Okay. Brian, yes, I see that I see you. And maybe I just, y'all can, it's all good. Go ahead. In explain this to me in terms of people that have been watching and kind of getting bits and pieces of shit, but because now I'm also confused now, but I want to make sure I'm on the right page. You're good. There's two words that we are, that Marvel has constantly been using in all of their projects, incursion and multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Explain to me the link in both of these, because I think where I'm getting confused is the multiverse. I understand it. I know what happens when the worlds collide. That is the incursion. I understand multiverses exist as there are several branches, as we know in Loki of multiple universes, variants, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Yep. I guess where I'm confused is the way that it looks in each movie as they're mentioned, they look different. So an incursion in this one and whatever rip in time and space in this movie in the Marvels and the rip in time and space in Doctor Strange with um, him and his boo thing hopping into the damn rip in time and space <laughs> looks a little bit different. The multiverse in Spider-Man Far From, Far From Home looks a little bit different, right? Yep. And so now I think... I'm a person of consistency of like, there's the color. I see the color. Yeah. There's the thing that happened. Cause that's it's, what it was with purple. the stones, right? It's, it's like the Tesseract is this color. Everything that's the, the power stone oh, is this color. Saying. There's yeah. that, that kind of thing. So is anybody else confused by that? Or is it just like a Marcus thing, which is just fine. I think here's the problem. And this is again, it's a critique of, this is a larger critique of mine of the Marvel of of what's happened and the amount of time that's been distanced between multiverse of madness and where we are now. Like I do think because the first mention of the idea of an incursion is mentioned in Dr. Strange multiverse. Is it in the mid credits? It is. No, it's actually, it is. it, It is where the Illuminati are describing the reason why they had to kill their version of Dr. Strange. Oh, all right. He kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and he was eventually going to lead to an incursion and we couldn't let an incursion happen. So the only thing that we had to do was to let, you know, black bolt off him. And we saw an incursion also happen at the end of the movie. Well, he's fighting the third eye, the bad Dr. Strange, and they're watching it happened on a planet. Am I right? 
Well, not to my knowledge. I, I don't like know of- if Clea Clea comes. Charlize mm-hmm. Theron comes and mm-hmm. is like, "Hello, there's an incursion coming. Help me!" And then she left. I think that was the only other mention. Oh, okay. I think the other yes. world was just totally destroyed for reasons we don't know. And and to add this even more confusing, and this is the reason why Clea's appearance is so fucking confusing, yeah. is that, like, unless you are a comic book nerd like I am, Clea... Is the is a daughter of Dormammu and the <laughs> and and the heiress to be heiress to lead the dark dimension. So when she cuts that fabric like in time and jumps in, right? Uh, most folks who know her and who followed that went, oh, they're jumping into the dark dimension because that's where the incursion is happening. But yeah. we don't know. It's never followed up on. It's never addressed. Can well, I? Pull, I want to pull something up real quick. Keep talking, please. So this is, I, the, this is the scene that I was sorry I told you keep talking and then I talked right yes, <laughs> shows this you're is talking the, yeah this is the incursion I just googled Doctor Strange incursion scene okay does anybody remember this yeah. scene so it's just a scene this of the is, buildings clashing and colliding together this was the one I'm trying to this is the universe he was in before he reanimated his dead body on, correct on earth this is the universe he went to this is the universe he went to to get the dark hold away yes, from a you. version of dr thank, you. Got it. thank okay. you that's it because in the version that the illuminati are in they destroyed the dark hold right but he needed to get it because he's trying to get Man. back to stop everything and that's when they're in that empty looking... and that's that is the that is the results of an incursion that got is it. a broken universe with two versions right. have completely collapsed okay so but that's after like that's not as it's happening so like i think that that's where this again this is the reason why this is confusing is because you introduced it here yeah. and then you went great here's incursion now here's yep. all the other universes where this shit could go on and yep. other other versions of the same stuff because after that so loki happened right before that so you knew there were other ones then we get to right. quantum mania you're like okay there's a lot of other these there's even a a, a throwaway line in ant-man and quantum mania that uh one of the people says where she said where she witnessed all the different kangs fight one another like she saw that multiversal piece happen um, was that was that michelle pfeiffer's line yeah michelle pfeiffer yeah. has a, like a throwaway like Holy again a throwaway throwaway trick-or-treat like again, and every time I say trick or treat, that means it's really quick. It like comes and goes. So like they're not staying around. You so could like write Merry Christmas. No, fuck, I couldn't because we haven't <laughs> hit Thanksgiving yet. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, you guys make this fucking holiday two months. That's not quick. Um, I don't celebrate colonization. Uh, anyway, so like yeah, it's a really quick. It's a really. It neither. I try not to either, but celebrate. I celebrate time. Um, like it's so like she like she Michelle Pfeiffer has this That's line of like oh yeah and I saw all these difference of him all these difference of Kangs I got wa- the first clip on right. this week <laughs> wage their multiversal war I figured this was coming um, <laughs> and then so again we that's where we hear multiversal war. Right. And then you get to Loki season two where you're like, okay, these things are coming undone. And yeah. then you get here where it's like, nope, that's the other earth. And now I'm trapped here. Yep. Like that's a rip in space time. And that's the other earth. That's and a, so that's, 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 that's where this lot. is fucking confusing. That's a lot. And, and, again, it's, well, and it's the, in addition to all of the projects you have dropped in between, I just want to say that where you didn't yes, mention uh-huh. any of that, I have a way that I think that they could have gone about all of this. 
but I want to hear Brian because I've cut him off twice now. So. No, 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 you're fine. I before we jump into like the multiverse implications and the mid credit scene and stuff like that, I do want to have like a Monica Rambo appreciation. Oh, God, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, I wasn't doing it. Oh no, I wasn't done. Like, like Tayona Paris is is a Killed treasure it. in this. She, oh, she was great. She is. I, I'm really happy they set it up so that we're gonna see more of her. Yes. Um, I love that that she was kind of this like this quiet kid. She was kind of like, and I, let me yeah. let me back up. I'm thinking of like the quiet kid when you're in class and you're like, that kid's really quiet. Like, but then like out of nowhere they say like the smartest thing you've ever heard, and that was just kind of like her vibe as a character. So this is going all the way back to when Doug was talking about like how they portrayed her character and what her arc was and how it had to be her. I just really enjoyed how the movie also acts as this story for Monica discovering her powers and like where you get most superhero origins. It's like a linear thing. Spider-Man learns he can jump. He learns he can swing. He learns he can web shoot like with spectrum. It's like, oh, I can shoot lasers out of my hands. Oh, I can fly. Oh, I can absorb all of Carol Danvers powers and fix a multiversal tear. And I, I loved it. I just, I loved how it escalated so quickly and she just added so much to the movie. Like yeah. I just, I, I, I loved her. I have more of her, more for, of her, please. For me, they nailed, they nailed it. Right. I know that there was a lot of like, you know, concerns about how you go into it. How do you right. accurately represent, how do you also balance the three characters of, you know, one, you had to have watched Miss Marvel, the series, oh. in order to get the origin story because they yeah. didn't do any of that really in this movie. So no. for some, some some people's first introduction into Kamala Khan is this. And some people's first right. introduction into, what do we, Photon? What do we decide her I, code name She's was? Spectrum, I'm Spectrum. pretty sure. So, so most people's Monica Rambeau introduction, if you didn't watch WandaVision or it was so long ago when you watched WandaVision. Yeah this is when you've seen her again. Right. And so um, I like the chemistry that they had between them, but I like that way they let them organically be them when they were like doing that little, she was doing a little dancing oh on the planet gosh. when they were, I was like, yes, Double give fisting. me those little moments. Yes. Like give me those, <laughs> no, give me those moments. She's a young, beautiful yeah. black superhero. You have this like, um, I think she's Pakistani, right? Uh, Kamala Khan yes. is a young Pakistani, mm-hmm. yes. Pakistani. superhero from Jersey. Um, rep- and all of these different representation, even Brie Larson being a woman of co- like a woman in the leading role mm-hmm. is like if you were to have a movie that was Captain America, Sam, and young and young Cap, people would be fucking raving over this shit, right? That right. was the yeah. way that I would think about it. Is like a fair point. Oh people yeah, would be raving and, and thriving over this shit. You could have the same plot point, and people would be hundred percent. And there's 100%. no reason why people should not be absolutely raving over this I, fucking movie and its chemistry. I, I agree. I think that's the other thing that's blowing my mind about all of these like death narratives to have like, this is the end of the MCU. And I'm like, hold up. People have been asking for years that they wanted more connective tissue for the yep. MCU. Yep. They've been saying like, we need to see women in these leading roles. We need to see a team up movie. This was essentially, to me, this is as close as we're going to get to an Avengers movie before Secret or yep. before Kang Dynasty. And they and the, the chemistry was super well done. I would say it rivals the first Avengers movie in chemistry. That entire sequence of them learning how to use their powers right. as they're mm-hmm. transporting. By the way, it's some of the Love most the inventive and creative mm-hmm. sequences I've seen in a Marvel movie since like Moon Knight. 
like even some of all the weird stuff they did with Moon Knight. They did a lot of weird shit with Moon Knight. And they did a lot of weird stuff. They had a talking hip. Like, I mean, and that's the bar, right? And they're nailing it out of the park Mm -hmm. consistently. It's wild to me that this this movie is being treated like this. It's and the other the other thing that I really, really enjoy is if you if you think about the layers to it, right? You have a super top-notch superhero who's teaching two other heroes how to be heroes, right? Right. And Uh so you have Kamala Khan who just got her powers idolizes uh, Carol. uh, And what I could see in that montage of them training with each other was she's teaching this generation. She had no problem, no hesitation teaching this kid how to use their powers. And that was the first mentorship that she got was from somebody who had just got their powers, had been using it lightly, and then her favorite superhero. So what better place to learn? Also, let me back it up even more. The fucking fight choreography in this shit was phenomenal. Well done. Fire. Just well done. Kamala Khan's fight choreography in the beginning, like she, they didn't do this thing where I don't really know how to fight. They hopped right into it. She had her own unique fighting style, the three-way fighting style that they had at closer to the end of the movie. I just wanted to, you have to commend these moments because when is the last time we had a, the last time we really had a good fight choreography, I would maybe say Black Panther 2. Maybe I mean, there was something in there, but I haven't rewatched mm, that movie for my own trauma. Maybe but, that one. I would say without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, Captain. I mean, Captain America: Civil War. I mean, that Civil fight War choreography Soldier, was right? awesome. Yeah. I, honestly, I, people think I'm nuts, but it, when I've talked about this, but it reminds me of Winter Soldier. The final mm-hmm. sequence of the three of them confronting Darbin, right. and they're like, it's all really physical, and they and each of them has a power where they can like shoot stuff, but they mm-hmm. make it. They make it so vis- visceral, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, but they yeah. can't. They can't use it willy nilly. So it's all very efficient and economical, yeah. which is so fun to see because you'll have Captain Marvel blasting and then Kamala sliding, but they can't all do it at the same time. So it right. ends up being this wonderful cavalcade of like a symphony of trying to hit one person without them overdoing it. It's mm-hmm. just and I- phenomenal. And I think the other aspect of this is I think this movie could have easily fallen into the trope of like, oh, don't meet your idols. Yes. yes. They could have have done that fucking trope so easily where, especially with the storyline they were going with Captain Marvel, they could have made it where they were like, see, kid, this is why you don't want to be me. And it's better to stay stay in school and drink your milk like that. They could have gone that fucking route with this and not have and not have looked back. But they didn't. They said, I mean, nope, they're just going to they're going to lean into it, which I really appreciate. That was a great moment. And they and again, it goes back to that humanization, right? Of like Carol flipping yells at a kid. Yeah. who's just trying to save yeah. people just straight mm-hmm. out yells at her as they're trying to evacuate a planet. And then I love this moment of like, Hey, I really shouldn't have talked to you like that. My Real bad. Quick. But like, you see Kamala like is realizing like, okay, like she's just a person. And I, mm-hmm. how do I, how mm-hmm. do I do this? And she even like, when, when Monica's telling the story of her mom, she's like, yeah, you need a hug. And she sees Carol just like being standoffish. And she's like, okay, like, you obviously don't mm-hmm. know like how to do this. Uh-huh. I'm gonna help you. And it just it was it was just refreshing. I didn't really the fan like the fangirling stuff did not bother me. I feel like mm-hmm. it was maybe 10 minutes nope. in the movie. And then once they get to the wheat field, which was a little jarring, but it definitely felt like there was a longer version of that scene. Yeah. And oh, somebody yeah. was like, 
yeah. we need we need to shorten this and they're like mm -hmm. but this is where all of the emotional stuff happens and they're like i don't care we got to get to the sun everybody's got to get their baggage out and pack it back up and then we're on our way so like after the wheat field everybody's like even keel um and that's like one of my only things about this movie is that yeah sometimes they just didn't let moments breathe like that where yeah. kamala realizes like and eh, i kind of came on strong sorry or carol's like i don't know how to do this without like almost killing myself yeah you know um yeah i do i do want to push us to that mid credit scene let's like, do I it do wanna, on, i wait. do want to please i i just want to give out nia da costa nia da costa oh. is the um who directed this movie nia da costa is the youngest and first black female director in mcu history with the marvels um I, i'm gonna say this real real uh, quick yeah uh more of her one yes. more of this formula of of yes. let it be a comic book let women direct women let women of color direct women of color let you know all of that but also um if you're not watching this movie because of whatever implicit biases anti-wokeness whatever excuses that you're providing for not watching this movie you're really cheating yourself um and, and yes. you have to still understand it is still a Marvel movie. It's still a comic book movie. So if you're coming into these Marvel movies now looking for some Academy Award winning, Oscar Award winning scenario situation, I want you all to be realistic with the shit that we're watching. Yes, we have critiques of these movies, but the reality is they're still comic book based movies. And this shit has not been done before. Live action this long with this consistency. And I'm the first one to tell y'all I've been pissy with like Marvel's like quality has been coming out. But this movie is quality and it didn't yeah. need as we transition into this next part, it didn't even necessarily need this mid credit scene to hit as hard as it did because it was still a good movie that I was satisfied with from the beginning. Um, and even Samuel Jackson adding in his bits and pieces throughout Sam was like the additional topping on, you know what I mean? Like he was like the yeah. green onion on top of a, like a, 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 a potato bar, you know what I mean? Of like his background information when they're flying through the air and Monica has to go grab Kamala and they coming in, coming down and they land, in the backyard and he says oh shit it's all good it's just it's carol oh, that, like, it that was, got it the was, biggest laugh yes it was so it was so swift it was so easy samuel jackson didn't have to be hard ass one-eyed nick fury like he was just he it just felt more like samuel jackson being samuel jackson oh it's just carol mm -hmm. yeah and it's, I, it's like oh uh, it's just carol and and i like i also feel like nia DaCosta, she understood the assignment and yeah. she didn't and this is going to sound weird. She feels like a director in the vein of James Gunn, where she's like, I want to make the movie. I want to make the movie. Give me this piece of the Marvel Universe and let me develop it. And let me let me do what I want to do with it and not have as much of that oversight, which is what I feel like is happening to a lot of like the Earth heroes. And we can talk about that later. But like. It just like let her do her thing. And the, mm -hmm. the other thing about this, and I, I don't know if we'll have another chance to say it, but like I know it's the lowest opening for an MCU movie, but don't I believe $47 million. I believe no. And here's the thing. This movie is so good that the word of mouth, I think, is is gonna is gonna bring it back. And I feel like people are gonna look back on this moment and be like, oh yeah, people treated that movie way too harshly because there's just so much going for it. And I feel like the internet just really liked to pick up the negative viewpoint that 
people didn't like it. And the weird thing about it is like you don't see people like why they don't like it. They just, they just like, oh, it's yeah. bad. And like, yeah. I don't get it. All three of us enjoyed it. I don't know if you need to send this podcast to your favorite guy who's being down on it or what, but I just, this what is exactly what Marvel fans have wanted. Stop being it's such a goddamn snowflake. Put me in your earphone. Soft <laughs> ass. You softy. Go watch the goddamn movie. You soft ass. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment. Go ahead. Play your damn devil's advocate. Sorry. Just, he's going to come my house and fight me. Um, right I, street. It's true. Uh, so I, I will say this. If that is the case, I know we're like, oh man, 47 million dollars, the 40, like the box office stuff. Yeah. It's important to pay attention because of what the marketing firms are telling studios as a result. Marketing firms are watching this opening and saying, you all have to figure out how you're going to deal with superhero fatigue because it's fucking real and you can either deal with it or you'll lose. Okay. Well, and that, that is potentially, don't get me wrong. It's correct. Like there is yeah. a lot out there. It's a very saturated market, but it is also a interesting lesson to take from this particular movie and from numbers that may be as a result of people with this go woke, go broke agenda. Marcus, Marcus put, put him in, put, Moose put Marcus Mar in. Mo Moose Marcus. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing that felt that was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Take it how you want to. Um, Here's okay. Here's my rebuttal to that, and I think that that's a that's an accurate point because the numbers do matter when it comes to the money that you're going to make. Well, here's point number one I would make: one, the sag that the strike that has just ended, I think, will benefit them that the timing of it that it just ended. Now mm -hmm. they can really talk about this movie yep. more on the back end. Yeah. And what my hopes is is that it will pull in elementals. Is that opening? Oh, here's yeah. the thing about Damn. opening weekend. To me, as a casual fan, don't give a fuck about it. I really don't. Yeah. Every movie is always projected as the number one movie in the world and the best-selling opening box sensation. Every movie to a Plus, point where me, yep. Marcus J. Destin, I've never given a fuck about it, right? Because mm -hmm. if it's a good movie, it will still be a good movie when it hits streaming. It will still be a good movie, and it may make a shit ton of money on the streaming side and on the DVD selling side and on the toy side and on the all of these other fucking things side that that $47 million is also partially because they couldn't push and promote the movie like they really wanted to. Now, I hope that it pulls an elemental where it's on the back end. Everybody realizes, because they said the same thing about elementals. This is too woke. I hate the messaging in it. Blah, 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 blah. But then slowly but surely, one, that post-credit scene that we're going to talk about, and two, how good the movie is just organically without that post-credit scene. Some people are calling that scene desperate. I can understand how you would say that. But everybody who's also called it desperate, was some of the same people that were begging for them to say something about the X-Men in general. Right. So to me, I think that this movie can do a one, it can do a 180 and it'll make more money on the back end by people shutting the fuck up, going to go watch <laughs> it, or when it hits streaming and people being like, this was a really good movie and we kind of missed out on it. That's and I've usually feel this way about music. I love a B-side song. Everybody right has their mm -hmm. ones that are mm -hmm. like the TikTok yep. hits. I love when I can listen to an album and I will tell my closest friends, no, no, no. Number five and number 11, those are going to pop later on during the summer when, yep. the, when it's hot outside and people are feeling it and in the right element. I don't yep. think this was just a good weekend to go and appreciate this movie. I'm hoping that now on the back end, it will kind of hit an uptick because there aren't many other Marvel movies or projects coming out either this year. Well, I mean, 
not to be uh not to accept my title as the resident scrooge but i hold everybody hold on stick with me this is going to sound like i'm being my typical self but i actually will have a legitimate point what's up corporations started their marketing on your christmas spending on october 20th right happy holidays so if i so if I have so if I've been if I have any extra cash, I've been told since October 20th, the holidays are coming. The holidays are coming. Right. Why aren't you? You should be buying shit now. Why aren't you <laughs> buying shit? Would you like to buy shit now? Here's 20 percent off. Buy some more shit. And so being told that right. and then not seeing the marketing coming because of the SAG strike. Right. You're going to say, like, I'm going to hold on to my 20 bucks. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. No one's been able to tell me anything about it because they can't talk about it. So if they can't market it to me, I'm going to go with the louder message. And the louder message is Christmas is coming. Spend spend that money on the shit that matters, which I've is got a rebuttal. stuff you can give to other people. I've got a rebuttal. I think, Brian, do you have a point? Because I, I want to hear what you what you think. Yeah, come on, Brian. I, I think on. it's a larger conversation. Mr. Fucking Christmas over here. Oh, don't worry. We're going to treat you guys like <laughs> We're gonna treat you. Hey Brian, don't you Hello. worry. You be Cap, I'll be I'll be a uh, Winter Soldier, and we're gonna dog walk Tony Stark here. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'll we carry my shield and you can punch it. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel like what there, there's so many things happening here because <laughs> Marvel just they they and it's Disney, but like the Chapstick era, as we love to affectionately refer to Bob Chapic. Bob was- Chapic. That was another moment from the movie. Like, I'm not laying the blame of the Marvels at him. But what I am saying is that imagine a world where we didn't have a Marvel series, like having a new episode every week for almost two years. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. Like, you just take those TV shows out of it. it been and you, you're left with, like, if we had no TV shows, the last movie we saw, the last Marvel thing we saw was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Like, mm-hmm. that was two hits back eight back. months ago. And that that is that is exquisite. And on top of it, it's just it's at a point where people are falling off because they can't keep up with it. They're mm-hmm. falling off because it's just they, they feel like they can come back to it or it's always going to be on Disney Plus. And that's the atmosphere that Chappic made with Disney Plus to make like 14 shareholders happy, the board of directors. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Marvel needs to pull back and realize like, and that's part of, to me, that's what's part of this is that people don't understand, like, the, Marvel's made it an environment where people don't understand what's going to move the narrative forward and what isn't in terms of the larger thing. Because yeah. they're like, well, do I watch Loki season two or do I watch the Marvels? And the answer here is both, to be completely both. honest. Um, and they've made it to a point where people felt like, ugh. Is this, is this going to be another Thor Love and Thunder? Okay, well, then mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to just wait for it on streaming. Good point. That's the environment they've made, and that's why I'm so happy the only movie we're getting next year from them is Deadpool because yeah. they need to take a knee and figure this out. Well, let's let's yeah. since we're here, I do want to hit on this real quick. So Deadpool, like some of the new original, the, the new release dates for some of the MCU movies, Deadpool was originally originally supposed to come out May 3rd, 2024. Now it's coming out July 26, 2024. Um, Captain America Brave New World is July 26 to 2024. Um, the new release date is February 14th, 2025. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he froze up. But yeah, he's running down all the dates for us. We'll yeah. See so back. did I freeze up? Sorry. Yeah, just you for did. a second. But yeah, give uh, us that Fantastic Four date. Yeah, Cap- oh, Captain America Brave New World July 26th. Um the new yep. release date is February 14th. 
Um, Marvel's Thunderbolts, December the twenty was December the twentieth. Now it's July. Forgot 25th. about that. I'm I excited about that. And Blade um, is February. Well, it's February fifteenth, twenty twenty five. Now it's November the seventh, twenty twenty five. And then I'm not. And then the release date for uh, Marvel's Fantastic Four is January, February, March, April, May second, twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty five is going to be a lot. Twenty twenty five is going to be the new twenty twenty one. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, where there's a project every, almost every other month. Where there's a movie wa- you have to watch every three months. Which I'm not going to lie, I didn't mind the twenty twenty one time. That was that was kind of that was no, awful. I like it. I like it. was a um, lot of spending money that year, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So I I just I don't know. I I feel like it's a larger thing. Like and there's so many other confounding variables. Plus, you just have angry fanboys saying bad things about this movie, not even seeing it. Well, and I think I I do think the other aspect of this is that like the book that that Brian you are currently reading, more people are going to start to read. Like I do think that you were an early adopter of that (laughs) of that particular like you know that narrative and that book and that how it was told. I do think more folks especially are going to start to sink their teeth into it, especially as we start to get to winter and there's not a lot else. They'll be inside and they might want to read a book. Um, And so I do think there are going to be some folks who get into that. Y'all, we have all of Loki's season finale to get to as well as this mid credit scene. So I'm going to move us right. Yeah, let's do it. I I do too. And another thing. But the 90 minute monster lurks 10 minutes away and I want to be conscious. (laughs) We, I mean, we really liked the Marvels. Yeah, I feel like we're I'm glad about it. I'm you know? glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, there's a Let's lot more to talk about in that, but yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's like more, the, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Right. Mid credit so, scene. Let's the do it. Mid credit scene. So this did not have a post credit scene, but there were two. Cre- there were two moments in this that were pretty big. First was the moment leading right up until the end credits with a one. Kamala Khan and Kate Bishop, which is an outstanding moment. Um, And then there was another moment that was really after that first sort of like more uh, like animated credit scene where they kind of give through it. So that first like little piece of it, I don't know what they call that first credit. I mean, mean, first, I mean, yeah, first credits. I don't know. Um, Somebody do, does one of you want to run down that exchange between Kamala Khan and Kate Bishop? I, I can, Please, I can right. do it. Marcus already did the barbershop. So essentially you, you see, you see the silhouette of a bow and arrow in a door and in comes Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld. Uh, we are a fan of her on this podcast and Hawkeye and Kamala Khan is in the, sh- in the shadows, just like Nick Fury was an Iron Man. And basically she tells Kate that she is setting up a team and name drops Cassie from Ant-Man mm-hmm. Quantumania and says she's putting together a team and that's where that sequence ends. They make a joke about age. Um, also, I feel like I didn't talk about Kamala Khan enough in this, but that'll be for another episode. Anyway, she's amazing in the Marvels. Uh, more of her. And uh, then the mid credit scene, we uh, we go to a shot with Monica Rambeau in a hospital bed and then we zoom out and we see that it's her mom. But is it? It's not because she's in another universe. <gasps> she walks in, but Beast from the X Men, and we find out. <laughs> and we find out Maria Rambeau never had a kid in this universe, so Monica keeps calling her mom, and it's freaking her out. Fuck anyway. <laughs> 
that guitar. Like you just really get into that nineties guitar. That's that's, that's well we done. She's still you really there. We find out Beast is running tests on her, and then we also find out that Binary has also has quantum bangles. So thinking that she can also traverse the multiverse. So we got the X-Men. We have the X-Men in an MCU movie. We did it. Folks. Yeah, because Brian, they're not just like in some random fuck no. hospital. They are in the, the looks like, like in the X-Men 2 adjacent yes. universe. It I don't know. Like, it looks like they are in the basement of Char of the mansion. Yeah. From the original like three like Fox X-Men. Like they that is the Cerebro door. Right. They didn't they didn't run from they didn't try to run and try to create their own X-Men universe that was distinctly different and felt MCU. Right. It, it like, literally you know, felt like this. We're going to shove yeah. it in your face. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they went directly there. And I think that that was like one of the. I mean, they might as well have like taken parts. like it might as well have been like there was a 20th Century Fox logo that they just like X'd <laughs> yeah. out in the yeah. upper right hand corner. Yeah. And, like, Which I'm sure will come in Deadpool. For oh, sure. they I'm already sure have sets where they're fighting on yeah. like a dilapidated 20th Century Fox logo. So yeah. yes. that's exciting. But yeah, I mean, I, I that's a really good point for the visual language. They wanted people to know it was the mm -hmm. X-Men of old. And honestly, the thing about the Marvels is like we have been talking about it on this podcast that the narrative needs, the meta narrative needs to come forward just a little bit more. And I feel like this movie hurt us and it was like, fine, here you go. You mm -hmm. get your young Avengers and you get your multiverse storyline. Shut up for a year. Like that's what it felt. It like definitely feels like a fine. Fuck it. You kept yep. saying young Avengers. Here they are. Like it's yep. that one for I, sure. By and the way, then, I called that shit years ago. But you, <laughs> you did. You did. And they were you finally did. like, they were like, don't make him right yet. Make him wait. <laughs> like they were just like specifically to you for some personal reason. Bob, Bob, Bob Iger was like, make him wait. Um, well, <laughs> he said like, that in his shower, probably in his weird, but we also, bathroom. but he also, <laughs> but he also, they also waited like we thought they would to age up the young Avengers. Right. So you do this yep. and obviously there'll yep. be more time that'll pass. I don't think they'll do another young Avengers reference until, I think it'll be a while because you have to let maybe T'Challa have to like raise up a little bit, right? Like you have to let yeah. T'Challa grow up if you want him to be a part of it. But I thought that that was dope. I also like that they their version of Beast mimicked the '90s cartoon version of Beast. Like they didn't go lab back coat, spots, yeah. you know, lab coat, teeth up front, all blue fur, not going half and half with it. Um, big stature in a lab coat. Like I liked all of yep. that, and even the mentioning of Charles wanting an update on on how oh, she's yeah. doing. Like they went full gusto. Yeah, so we've yeah. seen Charles Xavier, Beast, mm -hmm. Charles Xavier from the original X Men because he got to have the yellow thing with the suit. Then got you it. have Beast. You'll have Wolverine in the yellow suit. Yep. Who else do you think they'll give us? Oh man, that Deadpool movie, all bets are off. And I and I think the thing about yeah. a Deadpool movie is like they could throw a heck of a lot at us and who knows what's gonna stick, honestly. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I we'll get a version of Cyclops. I honestly do feel like we'll get a version of Cyclops at some yeah. point because I feel like that's gonna be easy shorthand if we're gonna talk about mutants in the MCU is like Junior. that's the leader. Everybody knows the red laser eye guy is the leader. Um, I have thoughts about him. In, but maybe Storm. Storm for sure. I could see them doing Storm pretty quick. I mean, that's yeah. that's who I thought 
Monica's mom was at first. I was like, oh, oh shit. Like, you know I what? Somebody see, else said that too. I, I didn't see like a suit or anything. And I was like, oh fuck, is she an entirely different person over here? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm glad they went the route with it that they did, that it was that was binary. I mean, that's a deep pull for it to oh be binary, gosh. but um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> How yeah. many Captain Marvel call signs can we get in the MCU? Because we're yeah. up to three. We're up to Captain Marvel, Spectrum, and Binary. Now we just need Photon and Photon. Warbird. And I that mean, those are the those are the other ones that we need. Yep. yep. And I mean, Miss Marvel's already Kamala Khan. So right. I mean, I mean, we're just we're going down the list here, folks. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I didn't feel. I mean, I get why people say that that post credit that mid credit scene was forced. But man, I mean, what a what a better. It's only forced if you weren't paying attention to the end of the movie That's that true. you were just watching. Yeah, I mean, he was trapped on the other side. You wanted to see where she was, so. I don't know. I I disagree with the forced comment. I I think it was fine, I, but yeah. I don't think it's any more forced than Clea coming. I mean, Jesus Clea, Christ, Clea was Clea far worse. Way more forced. I mean, she's like dagger through, like <laughs> dagger through screen. Hey, there's this thing going on. Want to come with? And then it's like, yep, here we go. And there's just people walking by on and the that's street. That's the fucking thing. Like nobody's like, mm -hmm, this is a thing that happens on our street all the time. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yes, this is normal behavior this from is the a thing that happens on our street all of the time. From this yeah. woman from the dark dimension. Do you got an octopus in there? What's going on? Yeah. Oh Why well, gotta go to work. Look at that guy fucking with his third eye in the middle yeah, of the street. He just opened up a brand new fucking eye <laughs> for no reason. Um, gentlemen, other things that you all have to say about the Marvels. Do not listen to me as the person if I don't want to stifle conversations. So if you have other no. things you want to say, say them now. Brian had a good point about the villain, uh, the villain issue. Oh, and I think that oh, you should bring it up. I mean, Darwin is forgettable. And I here's my thing. Here's my hot take. That's fine. I know it's a common critique, but I would rather have a weak villain, like a weak, like uh, I shouldn't say that. I'd rather have a forgettable villain and and have all of the character connectivity that we had with Kamala, Monica and Carol I would rather have that than try to put more of Darben's story in there um, because she wasn't really the villain. It was really the, the, the obstacle to overcome was for the Marvels to like work together, which I'm totally fine with. And I'm always a sucker for that trope. I, yeah, she's forgettable, but I didn't care. Like it, I also didn't. Yeah, I didn't care. I was like, okay, cool. Like you can't, they can't, you can't have, like in in I hate to be the like in the comics, but like in the comic books, there are so many like B, C and yeah. D level villains that it's sort of yeah. like, you know, they can't all be Thanos level threats. You guys. And I think like, that is the I think that that is the uh, so Marvel kind of sets itself up for that, too. Right. You have oh. a kill you have killmongers who are more B or C level villains typically, but then they go on to become this big bad great right because they're, act, movies, they're acting really well they're acting really well i think the the expectation is even um in uh thor uh thor love and thunder oh thor christian bale's score yeah christian bale is a phenomenal actor but that the, the villain just it drops the ball altogether and is another forgettable thor the god butcher was more forgettable than it should have been so Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a gambit, and and Marvel falls into this. Like, there's usually one of two critiques: the villain is forgettable, or the character development just isn't there. And like Brian said, you know, there are only so many times where they get it just right and it's perfect. Yeah, 
I would much rather you have three strong female oh leads. Gosh. I would much rather have those three. Yes. Like those three be strong and get their character development and see them come together as a trio than necessarily the most memorable villain of all time. Like it's, it's fine that it was a, a little bit of a lower tier and not as a big a deal. So yeah. Yeah. Marcus, you brought up an interesting point in the theater, and I know as the one pushing us, but here we are. Um, you brought an interesting you brought up an interesting point in the theater of like getting black actors to continuously mm. play villains. And you brought this up like several times as like sort of something that sort of bugs you. And so I just wanted to ask, is there a particular reason why that that you come back to that? Or is there a particular reason why you noticed it so much in this movie? I think this was it was I think it was a couple points. One was the goal. The first thing that I picked up on was black villains having the golds in their mouth to some capacity. Um, oh, and the first yeah, thing I thought was like threw Killmonger. me off. Yeah, because yeah, it didn't really Killmonger's was a little bit different because it was his like his fangs and it was his it was his canines. Right. And, you know, that kind of plays into that 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 animal nature, that that jaguar ish, black panther ish yeah. vibe. I saw it in this one and I don't know who's I don't know whose costume decision it is, if it is the actors or the actresses or if it's the costume designers, but it's something that I see. I like it because I come from that Houston gold fronts type era type vibe. I don't right have a on. problem with it. I just noticed that it's it's something that has happened now twice, but not even just in Marvel movies. Idris Elba also had it in uh, the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Um, he really? Huh. Yeah, he had to. He had some type of uh, front or gold to some oh, capacity man. in that movie, and it's just it just made me wonder. Like, I wonder why. Like, we look good with mm. it. Like, don't get me wrong. Everybody who has had it looks phenomenally well with it. Yeah, uh, it just made me wonder why. And then I think when I just see the some of the better villains, you have the Kangs, and then you have the Killmongers, mm. and then you have Ben in this one, right? Um, you know, I, I see the, the 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 black villains, and I don't have a problem with it. Everybody's got to play a villain. I don't think they're doing it because they're black. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just think it was an interesting thing that I picked up on of like, okay, like they yeah. are either diversifying the villains a lot more because they realize like you can diversify the heroes, but what if you don't diversify the villains? And every villain can't be a white villain or an alien whatever right you, see, yeah. you know what i mean and so or rich he or rich person who just is going to turn on everybody so i just thought that that was an interesting thing that kind of my black ass brain picked up on mm. while watching things no that's good to know it, it probably doesn't mean anything but it's just something that i just picked up on that's you know great. and no and I, i'm glad you pointed it out because to me i was like oh that's like I've not, i haven't seen that a whole lot people having gold in their teeth it makes her more cree or whatever like she doesn't have blue skin but she's got you know gold <laughs> teeth um but yeah you make a great point though marcus of like that's kind of weird. They keep using it as a shorthand for like, mm, they're, they're an alien or they're different or right. whatever. Like, which is uh, not some, yeah. some level of otherness that they're yes. trying to establish with that. Right. Perfect way to say it. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Just something, I, just something I picked up on. Yeah. yeah. Anything else that you all would like to say about the Marvels before we mosey on over to Loki? 
Last thing I'll say is that when Darbin put the hammer on Kamala Khan's head, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, they got baby girl. We gotta go. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> blast this lady mm-hmm. to the next dimension. They got baby like, girl. Like they got, they got, they got her. They got like everybody's baby sister. And like I was like, I was I was ready. I was like, I can't do anything, but I'll go space. I'll go space so Kamala's okay. Cause like she's got hammer to the face. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, the movie was super well done. I like Good. Kamala is a treasure. Put her in everything. Yeah, yep, couldn't agree more. All right, let's 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 talk a little bit about the Loki season finale. There was a lot. There's a lot there to talk about, and so we're gonna do our best to to talk about it. Um, but we got that they debuted Thursday night, Friday. Um, and y'all, this was this was this was up there wow, with Loki. one of the better Disney Plus Marvel season finales that I think we've yep. gotten to date. Um, yeah, I, they they there was a lot in there, but man, the the character development and the way that this was story driven was just so so huge. Before mm-hmm. we start talking about the plot, plot, you're 90 minutes into this fucking thing. This is a spoil. This is a second spoiler alert. Like, yeah, just because that heads up. Like you, like we're 95 minutes. You you goon. Like if you haven't <laughs> taken a break, we're Ghoul. taking fuck. We're taking fucking one now. So like. <laughs> Here's another, here's, here's another one. It's so, not the nasty man voice. <laughs> here's another one that you gotta be aware of. Um, so season two, uh, season Ooh. finale. Someone want to give us a summary of this? I'm happy to take a crack at it. Doug, you all do not. Doug, you should take a crack. Okay, so here we go. So we left off, uh, episode five, with Loki knowing that he needed to do something to sort of stop this all his universe sort of becoming sort of spaghetti. And so he finds out that he basically is like, well, I need to get to this point where we're able to deliver the MacGuffin to the timeline to expand the loom and make it so it can handle all these additional branches. And so he learns that he can control his time slipping. And that's sort of the discovery at the end of episode five. And so he uses that almost and I'm going to use this as a way to describe it. Remember that episode of Rick and Morty where Morty just constantly goes back to save points? Yes. Like right before. So that's basically what he does. And he watches Victor Timely just die 800 times going, gotta be faster. And so he ends up doing like the same thing over and over and over and over and over again in an attempt to get it faster, only to sort of realize that like a, no, I'm going to have to go back a lot further right to try to if i can't get this moment faster and this is inevitable then i'm gonna have to go back even further and so he ends up pushing that back to the moment where he and sylvie are fighting he who remains and he's Mm -hmm. essentially replaying this moment where sylvie kills he who remains in an attempt to fight her but not kill her but still prevent her from being able to do that and the surreal moment to to jonathan majors is like acting talent is he says all right stop how many times have you done this where he is aware and this is kind of the crazy thing and i think shows the power of kang that i think is so amazing is he looks at loki and he goes how many times have you seen this how many more times do you want to do it like it's sort of like that moment there of this sort of surreal moment for loki where he reveals that the loom is a fail safe it's always gonna fail that is yep. always it's there's no fixing that and that the only thing that can be done is he is going to have to kill Sylvie and that is the only way and he says you're like me you're going to have to do what you need to I do 
what I have to do. And so we can make her go away and you and I can run this shit together. Um, or you can do the most difficult thing you can and the difficult thing that you yeah. have to do. And that'll be that. And so really sort of putting it as this, like there is no way to get away from this version of a he who remains. There's just, yeah. there is no way to avoid that. So then Loki slips back to right when he gets to the TVA and this sort of like full circle moment for mm -hmm. Loki in terms of the breadth of his character, where he goes from saying, I am burdened with glorious purpose to rule to be a tyrant, to be a uh, someone who is sitting in the throne to where he slimes time slips, knowing where he is now and has this like incredible conversation with Mobius about tell me about like what basically a tell me, how do you do the hardest thing that you've ever had to do? And then you find out a lot about Mobius and Renslayer's relationship and why Mobius oh, yeah. is the way that he is and why Renslayer is the way that she is. Um, and then he sort of goes back and has this culminating moment where he transcends being God of mischief and turns into God of stories um, and sort of like takes the loom and is willing to sit at the center of this in its own new multiversal tree um, yeah. at the center of it all. Um, and so in just, and that's, and that's essentially the episode, what happens like start yeah. to finish um, for all of it. So um, yeah, really cool stuff. A lot of really, really deep fucking shit in this one, but gentlemen yeah. thoughts on the season finale. It might be recency bias, but this this might be the best finale that yep. Disney Plus has put out for a Marvel show. Uh, I mean, it's 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 at least up there because it's it completes Loki's journey. A a a character that has never had its own movie, a character yep. that is con was continually like a punching bag, essentially a character mm -hmm. that died. Mm -hmm. Um, and they made this beautiful story about how how he he didn't become a hero and i feel mm. like that's really integral to this story he didn't become a hero but he became somebody that cared about other people and how, what that person does when they understand what power they have and i mm -hmm. thought that was just an incredible way to tell that story i mean i that i my mouth was open for like 30 minutes mm -hmm. watching the the finale of season two I watched that exchange between he and Mobius where Mobius talks about like that sense of like burden and that sense of purpose and what yeah. that purpose like does to you. I watched that no less than three times <laughs> that, that, that is probably one of the like finest pieces of dialogue in a Marvel Disney plus yep. show that I've ever yep. heard. And delivered by someone who is routinely at the butt of jokes for being like the the wow guy like guy yeah. but he delivers wow. this incredible like heartfelt yep. fucking deep like yeah statement about what it means to have purpose and what that what that requires and and what that can do to uh. you in that larger sense of things so that that was just an incredible moment Marcus. yeah i mean i mean it was just a good oh, Jesus Christ. Oh um, yeah. To me, I feel like it was just it was just so well done, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think you executed a series number of episodes going back to the formula, which we have all talked about like a lot of times, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually you get your season six, your your episode six or whatever your final episode eight is, and and 
you struggle with it. It doesn't have a big payoff. Right. I do feel like it was a little bit rushed that they could have explained Loki's powers in revamping the branches yep. a little bit more because yep. that wasn't all the way explained to know that he had this power. I know he had the power to control time itself, right? He figured that part out. But to be able to give the branches back life, I wish they would have kind of sat in that more, right? I'm I'm really surprised that they didn't have anybody in like the command structure area just have like a like a throwaway line of dialogue being like, "Oh, he's using his magic to keep the timeline alive." Yeah, yeah, yes. I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked they didn't yeah. clarify that. Yeah, and, and I don't know if I really needed it. That kind of goes back into that maybe trust your audience to figure it out. Or I mean, for was, me, I was kind of like, I just mm-hmm. I just assume that like Loki has always had the ability to sort of like bend reality a little bit because he can sure. create multiple versions of himself and through his his ability his, his use of elusive magic can make you think somewhat you're somewhere that you're not so i just assumed like oh he's just using that and it's just being magnitude like uh, taken to the highest oh. level possible oh i That's totally interpreted it as like he's his magic is basically powering the multiverse that's, that's what i, I mean took it is i okay. took it as he's infused he's using that to restore them back to mm-hmm. where they sure. were sure so, yeah yeah i just yeah. felt like i think it was good now here's here's my thing it's it, jonathan majors did his thing um <sighs> he was so good he, was, just, really, he was really good i'm only talking about his performance for anyone that wants to take this out of context i'm only talking about his performance mm-hmm. but jonathan majors did it did a good job acting mm-hmm. in this episode of loki and you see yes. why he is he has such gravitas on screen and every moment he had, I was like, is he going to try to kill Loki? Like, Mm -hmm. cause this guy, this guy's unhinged, like in a very calm way, which is almost more terrifying to me than like a Thanos. Who's like, I'm here to kill half of you. You know, like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's more, Oh yeah. It's that country Western. I I reckon you two pole cats are going to be taken out. Cause I'm going to take half of you to dust. I mean, like Thanos is kind of this hillbilly space trucker just rolling up being like, here's nothing. (laughs) I kill half of you. And you're like, that's the second. And he's like, step on one side of the street. Congratulations, Mark. Congratulations, Brian. That is the AKA for this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm no already Billy, typing it no in. Billy space trucker is. Don't you worry. I already sent it over. I was just waiting to find the AKA. Hillbilly per space trucker is, is fucking perfect. It, it is an is. honor and a privilege. Thank there you. Thank you for, thank you for that. Space trucker. Um, um, I just feel like I, here's what I feel like happened to me. Either they went in and did some major reshoots with Loki, or. Yeah. Marvel has set itself up to move on past Kang. And I think yeah. with the timeline, it yep. makes sense to, for you to go this route. Loki yep. wraps up. You 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 get rid of Kang Dynasty, right? Let's say you let's say you don't do Kang Dynasty and all of the rewrites and all of the rethings, the things that you're redoing. Let's say they get rid of Kang Dynasty based off of like Jonathan Major's court case. You don't really need sure. it, right? Sure. Your conclusion to he who remains will be this will be Loki. Uh-huh. Yeah. It will be Loki putting the bow on it saying, I am yep. now he who remains the yep. god of storytelling, the god of stories, right? Uh-huh. And because at the end, you see Jonathan Major's character as a young boy, he doesn't get the book through the window. Right. So now, the sense is, that is just now timely, who never figures out multiverse, which means you don't ever get the other versions of Kang, or, you know, there are less versions that are less dangerous, and they'll be dealt with as accordingly, right? There isn't one big bad yep. that it's building up to. 
I think they've built in this escape, this escape route for themselves, like an eject button. I essentially, agree. they can they can wait. They, can, I mean, well, I mean, I again, I'll I will say this again. His acting is it is is incredible. If 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 the if what people are saying about him outside of his acting is true, yep. throw him under the jail and forget about him. Like yep. that's. But if that is the case, and that does end up being coming out the way it does, or if Disney decides to say, you know what, we're not going to wait, we're going to have a backbone, we're going to stand yeah. for something, and we're just going to move on, they could do it easily. Yeah. They could do I it mean, so easily because they, they wrapped it up in two different ways. They wrapped yep. it up with that book, Marcus, and mm-hmm. then Mobius has a, a line where he says, mm-hmm. well, there was a Kang variant in a adjacent 616 dimension, but they handled right. it. Like, yeah. that's all you need to do. Like, you that's don't it. need to come back Which... and do it, do it again. Also, a 616 reference, I feel like, is the first time they've Very referenced direct. Like the mm-hmm. comic book universe, which mm-hmm. I like, which I geeked out about. Yes. I know it wasn't actual six one six, but I was like, oh my gosh! Like they they actually talk about where they the gave it a number place. So mm-hmm. okay, that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I agree with you. Like this, the more that I think about it, this is the most elegant way for them to sit back and wait and like not. Yeah. <laughs> if they really want to drag their feet about this because they can the other, not to like bring it back to the reschedule stuff, but if Deadpool's their only movie coming out next year, they can wait Rewrite the whole thing a long time yeah. to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, and not to make it about the reschedules, but the only other thing I'll say here is that there are significant reshoots happening for the cap movie, which if I'm being a conspiracy <laughs> theorist about it, uh, that could be a sign that they're moving on, but I feel like it's way too early to call that. And these movies regularly have reshoots, so I don't yeah, think it's anything that's... to hang my hat on. Um, but the thought occurred to me, but the idea of Loki being the one who remains and the idea that like, if we do confront this in secret wars or if there's incursions, how wild would it be for Dr. Strange to show and be like, Oh, you uh, Loki, what do you, what, Mm-hmm. why are you here mm-hmm. i feel like that would be a very rich interaction with the person that loki is at the end of this show or the or or setting yourself up for an emotional payoff where he discovers that his brother is in fact yep. not dead and yep. where yep. thor discovers his brother's not dead and is the one sitting at the center of it all holding it all together yeah i that Still a variant of his brother, so that'll be weird, but yeah. Still a variant, but But, still a version. And and after all of the episodic stuff with Loki where he feels this connection mm -hmm. to his brother, like Mm -hmm. that emotional payoff will still be there, and it'll be enough a distance away where we will all have forgotten. Honestly, if it's... Well, maybe. I mean, if it's Chris Hemsworth hanging out in Kang Dynasty, going to visit his brother, and that's the only thing he does in that movie, that's fine. I'm, I'm here for it. I, I'm here fine. for it because that's I just, a huge payoff. I, I could honestly just see them. I think this. This. Oh God, the SAG strike did yeah, what COVID, strike too. did what COVID did. Right. Yeah. It gave yeah. people time to it forced people to sit the fuck down and re the reason Kevin Feige is doing a bunch of reshoots and a bunch of stuff like that was they he had to sit down and rewatch everything. I think he gave him <laughs> time to sit down and rewatch everything. Yeah. Because he started saying things like, This doesn't make sense, let's cut that. Hey, we're no longer gonna move forward with that. We need to do massive reshoots for this. We need to have story store uh uh um what is it? Uh story storyboarding storyboarders yep. that, that for each television show, we need to revisit Echo 
think yeah. they're saying Fucking the things that we know were a hit yep. is going to be Loki yep. and the Marvels. That is our fresh slate. Loki will wrap it up for us. And if Jonathan Majors, which it's not looking too great, but like I, if he yeah, decides to like, if his court gates go south, all right, we're going to cut him. We're going to let him go. We're going to pay him out, whatever the case may be. And we're going to move on. And the only right way to move on, you can cancel a Kang movie. I think that's fine because that was supposed to be a part yeah. one and a part two. Yeah. If you go directly into Avengers Secret Wars, okay, you give a couple projects that'll lead back into that. One of those being the Fantastic Four right before you go into Secret Wars, right? Then they're on oh, already supposed to be rumored to be on a different planet. So the easiest right. way to bring everybody to the same universe and same planet with first time interactions, cool. You give me Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Wolverine and Tobey Maguire maybe leading whatever this thing is supposed to be in Deadpool, bring everybody to the same planet. Ta-da! Doctor Doom. Yeah. This is the very first introduction into Doctor. I was just thinking the same thing. It, what if the fucking yeah. Deadpool movie is this wild, like it's a pseudo battle world, and that's how you get Doctor Doom is fucking via Deadpool. Well, it's saying he's recruiting. They're saying that in Deadpool three, like somebody is going around recruiting some people for and, this secret war, and it's going to be it. Tobey Maguire and Wolverine supposedly trying to lead this secret war, but Deadpool is going to fuck it up because he wants to be Wolverine's BFF. Like that's that, the rumor. Young, that's you cracked the plot. You that's that's, I, that's if they want to do it, that's how they Marcus. Do it. I feel like you're conf like <laughs> your thoughts there, like that's perfectly enshrining it. That that's yeah, that's that's what this that is. That kind of blew my mind because that would fit really well. <laughs> it, I mean, we don't have to do the we tried to do this soft ass introduction with Kang, right? In multiple yeah. movies, and we already did that with Thanos of introducing him over the span of a few movies. What if we just introduced the villain straight out as yeah. the big bad for the next series of X-Men yeah. versus everybody? And the X-Men get introduced into this incursion, and now they yeah, have to just... readjust to this new world where a world hates mutants because they don't know what the fuck a meta and a mutant is. So now the X-Men are, are in a new planet, got to adjust in this new thing they don't know who the fucking avengers is so it's x-men versus the avengers for a little bit and then you're also going to get all these that's moving what, pieces at once that brian, are going to fucking happen brian that's what replaces kang dynasty oh you you they, think that's full they will they will, they will they will they will cancel kang dynasty and they will attempt like they did with civil war to have, do avengers versus x-men which is a prelude to secret wars that oh makes my sense gosh. to me because you got to introduce everybody before they touch a screen again. That's a tall order. It's a fucking lot. That's probably too much. I don't know if I can get there. I don't know if I can get there. But we didn't think we were getting a beast, uh, actual head on collision yeah. traffic beast reference in the fucking Marvel's movie. I didn't I mean, see that rumor anywhere. Well, and and, and yeah. I do think, I mean, again, if this is just such a, this is all speculation. And until we see it, none of it, it could right. be, this is, this is all great. This is we, speculation we theater. Right though. But so. yeah, it's, I do think Marcus, I do think you're onto something. I do think this is a, especially with the set images that we got from yeah. Deadpool three and it, they're fighting on an old 20th century <laughs> Fox, like setup, like that. Look, if you were going to give me a battle world, that's yeah. kind of what I would expect is this I like mean, dystopian pieces of the rest of the universe is all sort of like jammed together and knowing fucking the makers of Deadpool, you know, they're pointing like tongue in cheekly at the fact that Disney acquired all of it and has done nothing with it. Like they're essentially saying like they're pointing at it being like, ha ha, you didn't do anything with this, but now we're going to make it a key plot point. I mean, the fact Kelsey Grammer came back as Beast. I don't know if we said. Oh, that, that made my it heart makes me want so to watch Money Plane, which we may 
I mean, may I, watch. I may watch Money Plane just I, because it scratched that Kelsey Grammer itch. Honestly, the more I think about I'm it, just I feel re-watch like X Men Three. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Not, not X Three, maybe. Um, but uh, no, I think X-Men. Deadpool would be a really easy way to get everybody on board with the idea of it mm-hmm. without having people worry about any of like the repercussions. Cause I don't think Deadpool is the movie where you want to base a lot of canonical stuff on, but I could also be surprised, but I, it would be a fun sandbox to play in and then basically be like, no, no, no. But like, we're going to kind of go for this vibe for the Avengers yeah. movies. I, I could see that happening a hundred percent. And I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to, I think they'll retitle Kang Dynasty, I think, before they get rid of it. I think they want two Avengers movies because they know. I think at this point, Marvel understands they can't go more than like five or six movies without a team up. Like, That's true. It, they need, they need like, a team up because and, and Marvel's and the Marvel's scratched that itch for a lot of folks. Like, oh, I mean, it, was it our certainly did up. for me. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I think the, the last one was phase three and they went seven movies, but. Captain America Civil War was essentially another Avengers movie. Yes, yeah, so that's true. Yeah. Take that for what you will. But um, no, I, I feel like I, I honestly I'm good if this is all the Loki we get. Like if this is the end of the Loki TV show, I'm good. Like I do this, think it was incredibly satisfying. Tom Hiddleston's talking like it's the end. Like he was on doing uh, he, 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 he did he did an interview with like he did an interview and he said, like, this is the culmination of the past 14 years of my life, which while is not an explicit I'm done, I'm out. It feels very it feels very like reflective. That's what. Well, well he sure. also there was another interview. Go ahead. Mark. There was another interview. He said that um, said it would be unwise. He said it would be unwise to think. He said he was done before and it would be unwise to think that he was done with Loki. So I think it's really up to whatever direction it's up to him yeah it's up to him in whatever direction marvel i do think he's in a place now where he can take a break from loki yeah um and and kind of you know do whatever else he really wants to but loki's in a position where he could pop up at any point and be whatever that's true he wants to be i wouldn't hate him as a not a james bond but like a spy movie i wouldn't hate that yeah i think he, i think he wanted to do james bond i think he tried out for james bond at one yeah point. i think he did yeah, yeah he's trying he yeah he's trying out to thor to, to bond to nah you get you get the marvel villain um yeah yeah i i don't know the more the more i think about it i do feel like i feel like he'll come back for something but i think he's done helming a series is what it is what yeah. it feels like which yeah. i mean the Just same fine. thing with benedict cumberpatch that guy was dr strange for like seven years straight poor guy like yeah and they're it. like no you can go rest a little bit we'll call you when we need you like but Are you I, sure? I, 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 <laughs> that's the weird thing though about some of this is like these contracts got to be starting to expire they're gonna lose some of their talent here unless they start making moves that's that, true. That, yeah. that being marvel like i, I mean yeah. You're talking 25, 26 for Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. There's some people that are going to move on. Like, so I'm just very mm-hmm. curious how MCU is going to do this dance. Well, yeah, I agree. I, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough angle to take. And I and I get why you get a break, especially with how emotional that Loki finale was. I mean, that was oh. not just like a mm-hmm. like the first 10 minutes of it, you're like, OK, this is what going to be like a silly finale. And then right. like. 
on the head of a dime, it turns and it becomes this like dark, sinister thing within this really deep emotional playoff of like, what did we like about the first season of Loki? We liked Mobius and Loki playing off one another and Loki having this moment of like all these moments of like being able to learn yeah. a little bit of humanity and a little bit of like, like getting some more depth and some more scope to who he is. And then that's how you finish. I mean, it's just so perfect at, at what you did for him at the end of like, no, that's the, he got, he got it. Like if the, if this, if the point of this series was for Loki to find that caring about other people beyond yourself and that you can have something that is both a selfless as well as a selfish act in one moment, it, it that, that then they, you did it mission accomplished. Yeah. And so I'm just, I think that I get, for an actor, it takes a lot out of you to go to that place with that mm. character because you're going on a journey over how many months of reading and preparing and getting ready. So cheers, man. Like you you <laughs> did it and you deserve a little bit of a chance yeah. to, uh, to put your put your put your horns up for a while. I mean, and the the haunting thing about that finale too is like the episode prior, he understands that he likes having friends. And like, yes, he doesn't like he's talked about how he doesn't want to be alone, I think, as far back as like Dark World. Right. Yes. And then the like the 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 crescendo moment here in the show is like, oh, the only way I can save everybody and even my friends is if I do the thing I don't want to do, I don't want to do. And the thing that I hate and the thing that I don't want. And I just think that's just so hauntingly beautiful. And Sylvie. I feel like Sylvie's one of the best characters the MCU has. And I think it's a shame that she hasn't made it into a movie because I think that she's yeah, just such a, such a special character in the way that she is uncompromising and how she affects everyone around her mm-hmm. as a variant of Loki. I just, man, this show surprised me. I was not really hyped did. It did. when it was season one. I was very skeptical, but it, it is easily one of my favorite things now in the MCU. It's wild. I think so. Yeah. I, 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 I get the appeal. I I thought Loki for a little while there after, especially Brian, kind of your point of like season one felt felt like Loki was another Jack Skellington. It's like something people got like tattooed <laughs> yes. on your body, but you're like, why the fuck, why the fuck yep. did you do that? Oh, but he's now, whimsical and he's loose. whimsical and he's silly. <laughs> and yeah, man, like the other side of this of like, no, I no, I get it. I probably see more of myself in some of that than than then I maybe am willing to admit and, and get too far into, but like there's, there's a lot there and I get it. So. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that man. And yeah, yeah, it's no, it's, it surprised me. It was a great surprise. Marcus, anything else you'd like to contribute? No, it was good. Go watch the Marvels. Go watch Loki. I mean, honestly, that's probably two of the best, and yeah, they're right. two different. They're two very Big different weekend. tones, but it's a really good weekend to be like a Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a while since I felt like that, right? Like Guardians Three was just so insulated and so clearly like this is right. the end of the Guardians, and you're yeah. like, okay, that's fine. I'm not really expecting <laughs> any Marvel okay. connections. Right. Like right. this is it. Yeah, right. and then you had Quantum Mania, which was just like a Kang Ooh. setup, which. I enjoyed the Kang bits and we've talked about this, but it was as a movie, it was rough. 
Which, and if you then, think about it, that's probably the fullest version of Kang we're ever going to get if they decide to move away. If they move on, that's 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 what we that's have. Kang in his full. That's Kang in his fullest form. That is, that is Kang. That is but, Kang the Conqueror. There, everybody. I, yeah, but like it then you makes look me at mad. I mean, but then you look at the Marvels and Loki, and I'm okay. I am okay with having those two things sustain me for for next year with Deadpool. Like, I'm I'm good, and we still have Echo and right. uh, yeah, coming out and Daredevil between the next movie. I think so. It got pushed to early next year, I think, because they had to rewrite a lot of it. So. Yeah, but yeah, we'll have Echo, Deadpool, and then Agatha Harkness at some point. Oh fuck! Like yeah. we still have three things coming. It's not like we're gonna have damn. a drought or anything. But like one one MCU movie, it's been a while, so it'll be good for everybody. Yeah. All right, y'all. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, well, this in the station. Let's, let's fucking bring this guy home. Uh, anything that you all would like to plug this week? Hey folks, color me confetti. Uh, all one word. Go check it out on Etsy for all of your party decorating needs. My wife Maggie, Jesus. who made the call out of an alternate dimension and the Marvels, you can support her that way. So go check out color me confetti. All one word on Etsy. Absolutely, Marcus. Uh, make sure you go out there and you follow the mantra: never offended. Always humble or Noah for short. Make sure you go buy yourself some gear. Go buy yourself some merch. Go ahead, uh, go listen to some new music. Um, Soul Tie S O U L T Y E or Marcus Destin. Go stream some music right now. Thank you to everybody that supported at South by South Dakota. Had a real good time with y'all doing some music, laughing with y'all. It's a real good time opening up uh, South by South Dakota with you all, and hope to do it again in the future. Um, so new music is on the way. Soul Tie's got new music on the way. But whatever you do, make sure you follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. Absolutely. Uh, all I have to plug is this podcast, everybody. Uh, share us with a friend or a family member. That's how we grow. That's how we get better. Help us get to that 10K mark, that 10,000 total downloads mark uh, by sharing us with a friend or a family member or just somebody you know who hasn't listened. Um, if you're feeling extra generous, uh, go over to patreon.com slash films in black and white. Sign up for one of our tiers. Become a subscriber. Help support the podcast in that way. Gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, what is that first step? Hey folks, read a book. I'm reading Reign of the MCU. It's a great book. It's a nice narrative format talking about all the stuff that we talked about here and everything before it. So read a book. Educate yourself. Absolutely. Uh, that second step, drink some water, y'all. It's important. Uh, stay hydrated. Winter's going to start to dry it out. It's going to start to get cold. Make sure you stay hydrated. Your body will uh, thank you. Marcus, third step. Make sure, make sure if you're going to cross into other dimensions and start your incursion with whatever are you about to encourage with your partners or whatever that looks like on your weekends uh, make sure you wash your ass you know what i mean you want to get in there you don't want hank mccoy discovering your body doing tests on you with a funky ass and nasty genital areas so make sure that you're doing what your part uh doing what you're supposed to do get that irish spring and wash that ass absolutely uh that does it for this week's episode of films of black and white we will be back next week with another fantastic episode but in the meantime and in the between time stay safe stay healthy we love y'all we appreciate y'all and we will catch y'all next week oh man i wish hank mccoy would discover me. i want to be an x-man so bad i want but not cyclops